this tomorrow. All right, Addison, stop this carnage right now. We've had enough of it. After last week, I can't believe it. You know, you were a victim last week. This week, you're a perpetrator. Intense pain is a wonderful thing, Gene Okerlund. Your life flashes before your eyes. Things that are the most important to you become crystal clear. Look at this. You start to begin to learn the meaning of life. Last week when they stuffed me in that ambulance and I looked across and I saw Flair, Sting, Woman, Bagwell, and myself, I realized that we were people brought together, not by philosophy, but by necessity. And I started to think, New World Order, New World Order, where have I heard that? And I remembered in the good book it says when the New World Order is put into place, it signals the beginning of the end of time. Well, WCW is our world. It's where we live and breathe. And if you want to destroy it, Hogan and the Outsiders, you've already made a mistake that jumps off the page. You're going to take a baseball bat to a horseman, finish the job, because there's one rule of gang fighting. See, we are the original gang, and we're the most vicious in all of professional wrestling history. They send one of yours to the hospital. You send one of theirs to the morgue. Chris Benoit. Last Monday, Nitro, people thought they seen the crippler about to break down, distraught. What they did see was a fury of hatred, anger, and vengeance unleashed. Uh, we saw a little bit of that. Chris Benoit, of course, to be in action in Sturgis on Saturday night. Steve, You Hunt. saw what happened last week. I you saw, saw what they perpetrated on Double A, baby. Well, let me tell you what, outsiders. You better get it together because I've been known to swing a little metal myself. And you better grow eyeballs in the back of your head because when that hair raises on the back of your neck, turn around quick. It'll be the four horsemen, baby. Thank you, uh, Rick Flair. Rick, Rick, nature boy. Come here, Hogan, wherever you are, watch this. Rick Flair sending a message to Hulk Hogan and the New World Order because of the association between the Moody Man. Tell Hogan, tell him, tell him, send the word. We take it. Eugene, Hogan, you want our attention? You just got it, huh? You think because you woke up one day, you became a bad man? <laughs> You're so wrong. You have made a mistake. This is my best friend. And you, <laughs> you crossed the line, pal, and now, Wherever you are, you're going to pay the price. There's your best friend. Come get him, big boy. Come get him. Are you through now? Yeah. Thank you very much, Ric Flair. Stay tuned. We've got okay. more Nitro live Anywhere. from Orlando when we come back. Anytime. Pal. He's around, believe me. Somebody says about Tommy Wildfire Rich. And hey, you're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil, Paul, and Jay, and the pain in my ass, Choppy. Your show, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant and Amy.
Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media. Broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media. Yeah, man. What is it about 8-bit eight, eight that I like? Well, it, it's because... Oh, uh, what the hell? Oh, that's because of the Zoom, right? Yeah, man. What is See, it about 8-bit eight, eight that I like? That's why we can't have nice well, things. Well, it, it's because... Oh, <laughs> uh, what the hell? Oh, that's because of the Zoom, right? Yeah, anyway. Man. What is See, it about 8-bit eight, eight that I like? That's why we can't have nice well, things. Well, I can't believe this shit. Well, the reason why I couldn't play the regular one was because of... Um, you know they'll, they'll they'll tag me, but yesterday was thirty years that Black Album came out. You know I seen something uh, recently. <clears throat> Actually, I, it might have been yesterday. I seen on YouTube where I was it's like eight facts that only super fans would know. I I didn't get a chance to see it yet. So yeah, that's it's funny. Like Metallica, that that's like the turning point for like I think once again I always like to say on the show uh, generation gaps. Oh yeah, and there's a generation gap. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that you are pre Black Album Metallica fan. Yeah, but yeah. And I am I am post <laughs> I am post Black Album, uh, Metallica. Excuse me. I mean that's when I first you know came across them, and uh, I actually really kind of enjoyed some of this stuff. That the fuel refuel or no load reload. Sorry, um, that stuff I kind of really did enjoy. So, all right, I'll paint this picture. So I I was in high school. I I was just about was a junior, ninety one. So I I was a junior, and I just you know I was around kids that didn't like oh you know what's getting hold on a second ladies and gentlemen <laughs> episode four hundred and seventeen of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks <laughs> live on the Rant Rant Ian Radio live on Zoom 
RantyMRadio.com, part of Shining Wizards Network, part of uh, Dark Side Media. I am Phil. And I'm Jay. And, uh, and we have, you know, so anyway, as I was saying. It's funny, we've been talking like the last hour. So it's just like Yeah, instantly. we just won't shut the fuck up. We don't hear you guys. Uh, you, the reason why you don't hear me is because, hold on a second, let me try something. Um, let's do this. Let's do the uh, back audio. I'm going to try to unmute it now and see if it works. But um, the reason why I was so... I'm going to try to unmute it now see? and see if I it works. See, it won't work. But that's probably um, you hear it. Yeah. The I reason why... I got to end the video. I was so... Hold on a minute. I'm going to try to unmute it now see? and see if I it works. See? It won't work. But that's probably um, you hear it. Yeah. The anyway. reason why... I gotta end the video. I was so loop back. On, loop back. See? Remix. Beep, beep, beep. The reason why um, I, I I wasn't I didn't hate it, but I was hanging out with a bunch of kids that fucking that um you know that did that hated it, and I didn't want to be one of those kids like oh man you know I don't, I want I'm one of the cool kids you know I didn't yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to fucking you know, but I. I like the album. Matter of fact, I saw the tour. I they opened for Guns N' Roses. I was uh, at, I was at Giant Stadium. Okay, I, I did. I showed you the ticket stub, didn't I? No, I got it. it's in my it's in over there. I show it to you on the break, maybe. But I have the ticket stub still, and I went because my uh my my ex junior high school sweetheart. She was a year ahead of me in high school. What the fuck, man? Nitro. Oh, did I did I mute that? That's new Nitro. Yeah. I, that yeah, is no. definitely Nitro. No, yeah, I, that was like that was I played Nitro as the, as the opener. <laughs> so I don't know what the hell's going on with this computer. I know what's going on. We have a fucking shit show. But anyway, um, part of her prom, I took her to a prom. Okay. I was a junior. She was a senior. I took her to a prom during that tour, and she wanted to see Guns. She goes, "If I buy you a ticket, will you go?" And I'm like, "As long as I get to see Metallica." Uh huh. And, and an unknown Faith No More opened up for them. Oh, there you go. So Metallica was fucking amazing. Guns N' Roses was terrible because they were they were an hour late, and he only played for forty five minutes because someone hit a- Axel in the face with a baseball. Oh yeah! So he was fucking he was mad as hell. Volatile Axel. But I liked I liked the Black Album. Um, and as I got older, I I really really and I learned, actually I could play there's there's actually two songs on on there I could play the drums on. Yeah. Not not probably as good as you, but I could I could definitely <laughs> play the fucking drums on those. Um, but it was uh for me it was. Just seeing their fucking videos on 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 MTV. Yeah, because I mean, one was barely showed on MTV when it came out. You know, metal was not on the radio or or back in the day. It was not, you know, not 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 known. On <laughs> you had to know, you had to be in the know. You know. Yeah. So if you don't know, now you know. And that, <laughs> all right, Biggie Smalls. <laughs> but no, it was like the same thing. And you know, I was night was ninety. Yeah, 91 it came out, the, the Black Album. 91. Yeah, 91. 30 years yesterday. And, um, you know, I was I was six years old, but I remember Sandman. Obviously, the Sonic. And, you know, when MTV actually showed videos, uh, yeah. that was that was my first introduction. And then, like, following one and, uh, you know, even, like, Master of Puppets <clears throat> later on, you know, yeah. discovering that and just going, yeah, but, you know, I... I grew up with Metallica Black Album afterwards. You know, when I really got into music, I was you know, I was a teenager at that point. So you talk about late nineties, Napster, <clears throat> you know, and you can't you know, how can you ever say the word Metallica without saying Napster in the same sentence? Uh, you know, but I enjoyed 
I enjoyed like load, reload. I, I, you know, King Nothing was one of. I King Nothing's one of my favorite songs. I, I love. I was going to get to that. So I was a Metallica fan in like eighty six, eighty seven. I had to go back for Ride the Lightning and Kill 'Em All. Mm-hmm. Okay. By the way, I think we're live on Facebook now on the group page. I don't know how it worked, but it did. All right. So welcome to it. We're listening. We're listening. We're live, pal. We're, we're, exactly, pal. All right, Pally, as, live, as Jimmy pal. Garvin would say. Okay, Pally. Um, no, seriously, I had to go back, right? And I don't, I don't. And I told you my whole Columbia, my Columbia house story. That's how, yeah. that's, how yeah. that's how I did it, you know. But um, it was a thing where I, I, you know, as an artist, and you're a musician. I'm mm-hmm. a musician, pseudo. You're you're still doing it. Um, I feel like when when musicians do some other shit, like different shit. They get they get totally like they the fans are like they they don't they're so it's like wrestling. Mm-hmm. Give me the same wrestling for thirty years. That's what I want. I mean, I, <clears> if I have my way, I, I, yeah, I would have to t- I would have territories, you know. So when 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 all right, so when I bought until it sleeps, yes, I didn't know I didn't I didn't hear the song yet. Me and my buddy Brian Crean from uh, band Sudden Fear. Hey Shaylin, how are you? I'll um I'll play everybody's gimmick in a second. I have to just get the the, the thing. I want to get my I want to talk because Jay and I've been on a roll right lately in the last hour and a half. <laughs> so, I went to Sam Goody and got and got until it sleeps, and we didn't listen. To, we didn't hear the song yet. We just we knew it was coming out. It was coming out like on a, on a on a Tuesday. It was on a Friday. Uh-huh. And back then, music came out on Tuesdays. Yeah, right. Um, like like I, I, I'm excited because now today the new Sepultura came out. I didn't hear it yet. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a big uh, and I and I like Nas. I want to hear the new Nas, right? But uh, but I want to hear. The, I love Sepultura and they're touring actually next spring. So um. But like music came out on Tuesdays back then, but this came out on a Friday, so we went to Sam Goody in in, in Forest Hills and we got the fucking um, for the uh, for, until it sleeps. Brought it home to my apartment in my mother's house. We sat in my room and played it, and we were horrified mm-hmm. because it was like bad, like it wasn't Metallica. Yeah, it didn't sound like Metallica, you know. So I was like, oh, fuck. <clears throat> so my friend Brian was like, this is ridiculous. And then it, it, the, the joke was load and then load of shit and then, re- <laughs> and then reload of shit. You know, like that kind of thing yeah. came out. Like, and it was, it was totally fucking mind-boggling. So like a couple of years in, I actually bought the album because I was collecting them. I, I have all the Metallicas, you know? Yeah. So I, I bought it and I heard King Nothing. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Yo!" And then that, around that time, they re they redid the Garage Days, yes, and added whiskey in a jar, yeah. and they added fucking, uh, um, what's the, um, oh god, turn the turn page. the page. I, and I love fucking, love 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 uh, Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Uh, Stephanie doesn't, by the way. <laughs> don't ex, don't ever ask Stephanie about Bob Seger. She'll fucking lose. Really, she hates him. Honestly, I seen him four years ago. I would see him in place. a heartbeat. Fucking awesome! I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. What's up, Mott Spock? Um, so yeah, man. So I was, dude. I was so fucking. I was so mad that I didn't like this earlier, and that's how I am now with some music. Like there was a couple albums I didn't like with artists, and I took me a couple of years to to listen to it. I'm like, all right, because there's a couple of bands that don't. Ne- they never change their style. Yeah, you're, you're gonna get the same Slayer album every album. Okay, mm-hmm. just 
fucking harder, you know? You're going to get the yeah. same Megadeth sound, but which, by the way, I, I heard bits of the new Megadeth, and it's fucking insane. Uh-huh. It, but it's Megadeth. It's Dave. Yeah. You can put anybody before around Dave, and it's still Dave. Yep. They fired Ellison. They brought some. They brought DeMarzo back, which is cool. Yeah. He was, he, was, he was already in the band for a couple, a couple of albums. Like, he was in, like, United Abominations and a couple of albums. He should, at least, you know, especially in that sense. Right, but, you know, it's Megadeth. You're not going to get anything else, but don't expect anything... M- more or less than the mighty Megadeth. That's it. That's yeah. it's, it's it's it is right. And there was some artists, and even like hip hop, like you know, LL Cool J had like he had like a ten album deal with Def Jam. LL Cool J evolved as a person, as a musician, as an actor, but the but the hip hop was basically the same. Yeah, and a lot of old school artists are like that, like with R and B and hip hop and like other genres of of music. Don't. Don't ruin the formula. Don't we talked about Kool Aid before? Don't yeah. don't give me another flavor of Kool Aid. Mm-hmm. Don't because it's not you know. And wrestling is the same thing. It's like, well, I li- I like my TNA. I like this. I like that. I like New Japan. And you, I'm, I'm on these uh, Japanese wrestling Facebook pages, and those guys are fucking relentless. Yeah, they hate New Japan. They think it's like WWE of Japan. It's, it's it, it, but it's like, but it's no matter where you go right. in this in this world, you're gonna get. You know, I'm I'm sure you know General Hospital fans or whatever, like from 15, 20 years ago, aren't liking what's on the TV now. You know, like I don't, it's, yeah, it, it's everywhere. I don't know if Derek Green's a New York guy, but I love Derek Green. I was at Derek Green's first tour of Sepultura. I won tickets on WSOU to the Starland Ballroom. So when Sepultura first toured with Derek Green, I want to say in the late nineties. Don't hold me to the date. I want to say ninety nine. I went to go see him. Hey, I, uh, Mr. Maiden, Brian Maiden, what's up, buddy? Ah, there you go. Uh, what up, cuz? Let's play... All right, let's get everybody's fucking gimmicks out of the way here. Uh, big copper pump. Let me see here. Let's, let's say a little f- Shaylin. Fuck you! My cuz bro, Richie. Anybody seen Richie? Rob's not here. Let's play Rob's thing anyway. <laughs> and whatever, Choppy. Choppy's a pain in the ass. But um, hello to everybody. Even uh, even you guys. Sit down, Marks. Sit down, Marks! So, um... Yes, so I think I think with, I think with like with artists in, in general, like and, and and as a musician, you could definitely the new Nas Joy is it? I heard the one song with EPMD. I can't wait to fucking hear the rest oh, of it. Shit. So I'm, I'm very excited. Um, but I, I mean, I mean, when artists do something different, like the whole Lulu thing with Lou Reed, that was yes. fucking <clears throat> awful. Maybe it'll be nice to me in ten years. I, I, but that's what I. That was the first thing I said when it came out. I listened to it. I'm like, oh, that ain't that's that's not good. But like. You know, Laws and 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 James were huge Lou Reed fans. Which I, I don't know. I don't get Lou Reed. <laughs> I like Sweet Jane. That's about it. I like um, the Velvet Underground. But I I just don't get it. But you know, that's like like you said. That's probably one of those things of like, hey man, we're really we're and it may age on you. I I said that. I was like, dude. I said this thing will come around, and I I guarantee you it'll probably. Pick up something like that's what I love about finding about like old uh, old bands and like listening to albums because then you'll find a song out of nowhere. Like I said, like I told you last week or the week before, like Badlands. Like yo, I was on a huge Badlands. Oh kick. my god! Thank God you hit me. To and that, I never even knew that existed. And, and I'm to, a and I'm a big music fan. You know that. And like I said, to me, I'm like that's like the beauty of it. And like and I was funny, you know, completely go the opposite way. Like I showed Taba, like you know, we I played Abbey Road for uh, for Taba. And I'm not the biggest Beatles fan, but um, 
I I listened to I love that album. I listened to it, and she actually likes it. And that fucking album is sixty years old, and it's you know, and it's it's still it's still like relevant in and in, in some ways in fashion. And like I said, to me, it is it's it's funny how it always has to be two two different sides of it. It has to be either your 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 before black album or your post. Black album. Why can't you be all albums? Badlands was Jakey Lee, right? Yeah, Jakey Lee, yeah. Jakey Lee, yeah, it was. It was so good, Motzbach. It was so. I mean, I, 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 I'm so ashamed that I wasn't hip to it. Yeah, it was badass. I couldn't believe it. But there, listen, like I'll give you a good example. I, I watched a documentary about the Who last week, and I'm not a big Who fan. I saw them in concert about five, about seven years ago. Yeah, and it was fucking incredible. Joan Jett opened up for them huh. in Forest Hills. Lovely, lovely. That was a crazy night. Um, my ex-wife almost died. Mm-hmm. She had anaphylactic shock from eating seafood. Oh. So I, I had the car. I had to drive from Queens to fucking all the way to fucking Staten Island. I left the concert. She was on her way to the hospital. Oh. <laughs> I fucking, that's the first time I almost, I, I, I did more than 80 miles an hour. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't speed at all, unless I'm in an ambulance, obviously. Um, but even then, I'm, I'm cautious. Um, but anyway... Uh, it, it's just that it, it's this the evolution of yeah. Aug, leave Uncle Jay's pizza alone, Augie. He won't eat it. He'll just sniff. He'll just sniff around. He won't really. He doesn't eat human food though. But he's like, oh, it's Uncle Jay's food. I can't smell it no more. Look, he's old depressed now. Yeah, like, Good job, Rocket. Son of a bitch. Son of a Uncle Jay. Yeah. So I was like, I, you know, I. But when artists do it, man, it's like, and it's you know, wrestling fans. You guys like, you guys are so fucking finical. It's like I, I want the same thing, the same week, same every week. I want the same shit, and no one's opening up themselves to to. To change and like uh, people like I don't people uh, people are amazed and Mott Spock was here when he gave us his dismay for fucking for <laughs> slow hand almost lost my mind I couldn't believe it but I'm the, I'm the same way about about Springsteen yeah right I I can't stand Springsteen I can't stand Dylan but their bands are amazing I yes. love the E Street band and I love the band yeah I love the band I love the band like yeah. they, they like, I got to leave on Helm book if I get out of storage you have to read it it's oh fu- yeah I love to read it fucking awesome um. But Bob, you, Bob Dylan is one of the fun. My buddy, my buddy Brian Henderson has a great story. He's a huge music fan. Loves Bruce Springsteen. Loves like classic rock. Loves everything about it. And he went to go see him and my buddy Kurt went to go see uh, Bob Dylan. They walked out midway through the through the the show. He's like, yeah, I can't even. He said he was barely audible. You know, he said the music sounded good, but he's just like, yo, he, I I don't know, you know, whatever the case was, but. I always say, like, Bob Dylan, like, I'm a fan of him, but I like when other people cover his songs more. <laughs> it's just, it's a yeah. proven fact. Thank you, Shaylin. Um, the, the figures are set up like this because I've been having a really bad problem with depression lately um, since my birthday. Um, and I've been really depressed about the, the way our equipment's sounding, and, you know, money and shit like that. So I, st- I, I, whatever I have not in storage, I pulled out. And right, I just, there you go. And I set up on the table for everybody. Yeah. And I put the banner behind us, and I fucking nailed it to the wall. And I think it was pretty cool. As soon as I walked in, I was like, oh, I like this right away. So I was um, telling Jay, I was like, the entire, I was, uh, I've been drinking a gallon of water a day, <laughs> every day at work. And I've been urinating a lot because I put my body into shock because my body's like, you know, my body's compensating now for all this water. And it's telling my it's telling my bladder, hey, you're allowed to pee now. You're not dehydrated. <laughs> so it's like I'm, I was up all night last night going to the bathroom. And uh, this morning I got my balls twisted. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking watch this Hitler documentary that I recorded <laughs> in six parts and watch the last three of them. <laughs> and then I started rearranging the furniture in the, in the, in the uh 
I know, I know, Chandler. I I want that Bam Bam figure. I, it, don't 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 beat yourself up because you couldn't find it. It's okay. We'll we'll get it. I'm sure you'll find it. My cousin Richie, who's listening, he better find those fucking figures for me because that's that's his gimmick. Um, but yeah, I want the I want that John Stud. I want that Macho Man with the cream of the crop. Yeah. Uh, maybe even two of those. We'll we'll get one for Choppy, even though he's a fucking flat lever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I want Big John Stud, obviously. But anyway. I started getting depressed, and I started, you know, I, I really want to upgrade the equipment, and I can't. And I don't want to ask you guys for, I was going to do a GoFundMe, and I, I hate asking people for fucking yeah, money. It's just, it's not how we do things here. Um, Everybody's, you should do it, you should do it. And, and, you know, you know, you gave people nine years of your work. I'm like, listen, I don't want to ask, I don't want to ask people for money. It's a bad time right now with money. People just getting back on their feet. We might be back in a fucking, might be locked, locked down again. We don't know what's going to happen uh. in, in the next several months, you know. So I don't want to be asking people for fucking funds, you know what I'm saying? So I was really depressed about the show and, and about the, the the progress of the equipment. And then I started rearranging the furniture. I was like, you know what? And I had the banners back from Choppy uh, Storage. Yeah. So let me just fucking put it, put it up like that. I have enough room for Jay and I. And now with this new setup, if we get a better camera, I can actually panoramic it. And we can have pe- we have a half a floor here. We can put more people in. The, we can have guests yeah. in, the, in, in the crib, and we're, we're working on that. Um, so it's, it's going to be in Jay's. Like, I like the setup. And I was initially going to put Jay on, on this side in front of me. And he moved the tray over. He's like, no, no, this is perfect like yeah, this. perfect. Because we have the curtain behind us and, you know, whatever. Nothing's coming in. The, the, even the, I block. I don't like a lot of sun. So, <laughs> you know, it was like 90 degrees today. I didn't put the air conditioner on until like 4 o'clock because I was, I was nice and cool in here. It was yeah. Like, you know? And then all of a sudden I started getting warm. My guy, I put the, I put the air on because it's fucking expensive. But I got a 12,000 fucking uh, gimmick in there. Yeah. So it's cooling off the room, right? But, beautiful in here. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I'm just trying to, like, move things around and, you know. Whatever, whatever. But I put the banner up, and I figured, you know, this looks really good. And I found the figures were in storage, not not in storage, they were in a fucking bucket under my table, and I put them up. So that's what we're doing, man. We're doing this, and uh, it, listen, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But it's kind of broke, so I'm trying to fix it. And yeah. and, and, and <sighs> Facebook's working, and I don't know how why it it it, it, it doesn't. It works. It, it's not. It's not. It's not a user error. Last week I couldn't upload the show. Yeah. Uh, on a, on the dot. It came on the dot com. It didn't do all the feeds. I don't know why I sat here for four hours last Sunday or Saturday, whatever it was. I don't know why, mm-hmm. you know, trial and error. We're going to keep doing this. Yeah. We have enough outlets we can get it. We have Stitcher and, and Durant and the Signing Wizard Network. We have all the feeds. So it's not, you can get the episodes. It's not like a, but if you can't get it, you know, and you can get it on the dot com. I have no idea what happened. Maybe it'll work this week. Maybe it won't. I don't know. I forgot to tell you, I uh, had a pretty extensive. I knew we, we, were t- we were bullshitting about everything else. I knew I had business to attend to. I'll tell you after with, uh, with um, Mike Miller called me. Well, I called him. Oh, we trophy horse. Bull- yeah, we were bull- we were bullshitting about work and whatnot. So we had things that did, you know we were talking about the show, or whatever. So yeah. So that's off off. Uh, What's up, Tomas? Yeah, <clears throat> Mike. Mike wants to come on the show. Mike's been very active on the Facebook page. Yeah. No. He was, yeah. Yeah. He so was he, he was asking me. He was asking me. He goes, Oh, yeah. It's, it's like some posts that are, that that don't get you know. Are you an admin? I'm like, Yeah. He's like, I was like, I just don't go on. I just go on. <laughs> Sometimes I don't go on. He doesn't go on. Choppy apparently is an admin but doesn't post. He'll post on the rampage now. Uh-huh. But he won't fucking post on our page, which <laughs> I have no idea why. I don't understand that. And, and Rob is doing the fucking gimmick. Rob is doing the, um, the film festival until the 24th, 22nd. Okay. The Asian Film Festival. So Rob's yeah. been busy with that. So I can't really expect him to 
Yeah. You know, but I'll but see. I know, I know Mike said, yeah, he, Mike's super active on it. Thank you so much. And uh, Yeah, Mike's sending me messages like, you know, I, I posted something. I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. Like, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not ignoring you, dude. Yeah. And another thing, too, what, what, what Mike doesn't know is, and I, we've said this already on the show, sometimes Mike will post something and four of the fucking people will post it. And I get, I hate that because everybody wants to be first. Yeah. No one wants to be right. They want to be first. This is not a knock on Mike or anybody, but I'll go delete, 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 and I'll forget to post one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same fucking article from four different people. But Mike's been posting some some cool shit. So shout out to Mike and the Trophy Hall guys. They're doing big things over there. So go support those guys as always. And Mike is local, so we're going to get him on the show soon. Yeah. Um, I'm sure... We're gonna pick his brain because I mean the the wrestling video game scene is is, is a little, um, eh, it's very shady right now. Fans are not happy with the with the makeup and also this whole uh, retro. My son's doing this now. With he's they're in these emulators, yeah, and they're making they're putting like current wrestlers on the N sixty four wrestling games. Really, it's insane, bro. He has an entire EC AEW roster on the N sixty four emulator. That it's it's insane. So I want to pick Mike's brain about that. I want to pick Mike's brain about the future of the games. Yeah. I want to pick Mike's brain about the AEW game that's coming out. Yeah. And and he's a wrestling fan, so we can get his get his input on shit. You know, he's he's a fan, so that's what I like about that aspect. When, when you cross promote shit, same thing with Jimmy Ferrari. You could you, and the Wizards and all these other other shows. You you just you cross promoting, but. Everybody has different, uh, such a different point of view on shit. Which is the which is the which is the right thing to do. Variety is the spice of life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you have to, you know, put that all into, into perspective, and and um, you know, whatever, whatever. No, Rich, I don't want you to pay scalpel prices, bro. I, you know that. I, I just want you to help me get them when you're walking, when you, you and your girl are shopping for fucking toiletries in the Walmart. <laughs> what's up, big? Oh, what's up, Uptown Georgie? He said, "What's up, the big papa? What up, Jay? What's going Watch, on? Everybody's watching, listening. Thank you very much on a Friday night. You guys are awesome. I know it's it's. It's a thousand degrees in New York City right now, oh, yeah. with a bit of a heat wave. Yeah, um, Phil doesn't like the heat because he's fat and he sweats a lot, and I have no, uh, I have big sweat glands because I have no thyroid. <laughs> so, <laughs> big sweat glands. Yeah, figure from you know what I should that that Hassel guy he's technically my brother-in-law, so because he he's married to my stepsister Danielle, so I should really get in touch with him and see if he can get me those figures. But I don't want to pay the fucking crack prices though. Um. But yeah, but he posts stuff on the page too. So uh, Mitch. So anyway, um, but I just yeah don't pay don't pay those prices, man. You know, just uh, help me out when you go in the shop for your toiletries at Target. <laughs> you know, so because th- the problem is with here there was a, a fucking um, there was a big John stud here, <coughs> and then Shaylin grabbed one and she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm gonna try to grab another one. And by the time she got to the fucking car, it was it was empty. I'm like, hey, don't worry about it. It is what it is. But then, like, you know, people, what they do now is they gorge. They go to fucking, they, they, they have these social media uh, uh, pages where they, where they send people, other people to stores, and they grab, like, five, six, or ten yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's fucked up. Well, they, d- they do that with, like, the fucking Funko Pops and everything. They st- and you know what? They, because of the, the baseball card purge that's going out, the, the baseball card's, like, a big thing again. And people were going to, like, Walmart and Target, and they were fucking taking those, and people couldn't buy cards. And it was like... Now they don't sell cards anymore. Yeah. And it's like, well, thanks a lot, because I'm a fucking casual... I'm still a casual baseball fucking card fan, yeah. you know? I, I don't collect like I used to, but, you know... You know, what's up there, Neckbone? Mr. Terzo, how are you? Um, Eric was on on the show, like, 10 years ago. Mike Miller's in the room. Speaking there of Mike is. Miller. But Eric, we got to get Eric on the show, man. Eric's one of my oldest friends, and he, we, we fucking... He was big fans when we were kids, man. Um, he We had all the LJNs bugging out, but... uh. 
Yeah, but it's like so like these people go to these fucking stores and they and they buy all the shit out. It's like it's ridiculous. It's absolutely uh-huh. ridiculous. It's like I'm a casual fan. I did pre-order Junkyard Dog and it's all that. I have a Junkyard Dog though. I have one of those already. I have I have a the uh, the, the the first edition. Someone gave it me as a gift. They they, they tank out of me as a gift before he passed away. Mm-hmm. It's in the package. But like, and they have all these variants now of you know you can get like ten different. John, uh, Kenny Omegas. I'm like, I don't want ten different Kenny Omegas. It was like, you know, I, I don't. It's the same thing with these, and like, even like Star Wars figures now. You could buy a rainbow colored Boba Fett. Who wants a rainbow colored Boba? But people do. It's it's that kind of gimmick. I'm, I, I just want to collect who I like. That's all. I don't want to fucking buy. I don't want to buy sets, and I, I don't have room for that shit. I live in a one bedroom apartment, and I'm fucking pushing fifty. I don't yeah. want to collect fucking action figures and I'm all over the house. I just want what I want. And then, God forbid, something happens, and my son can fucking bank on him. And he's got figures, too. He's got figures up the ass because he collects. He's nuts. Yeah. You know, but... It's like what I always say. It's like, who's got, you know, not that I, you know, it's, it's a, but it's a time-consuming thing. And it's something that I know, like, I don't need any more vices in this world. <laughs> I got more than enough. Yeah, I got I got several, and one or two of them are detrimental to my health. I, I don't, I, not, no, not drugs or alcohol, but, like, yeah. processed food and fucking energy drinks. I got to fucking chill down with those. But I'm just like, yo, man, I can't, I can't keep up with you, motherfuckers. I, so I can't, I can't. Like my cousin Richie has an entire room, but he already, he already has a grown child, so it's like he doesn't have children. He, you know, you know what I'm saying? And it's like that's fine. If he, Richie posted some pictures of his room, like this setup, it's insane. It's like a fucking, it's a museum. Right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I remember the night Eric called the cab. We were all trashed. Uh, Richie, there was many nights that we called the cab and we were all trashed. <laughs> so, but I just don't, I've been collecting old starting lineup figures. I, I have, see, I have, I have a Gary Carter starting lineup figure that I bought off eBay. You know what it is now? It's a Christmas ornament. I was just going to say, it's. I put a fucking hook on that motherfucker. <laughs> so Gary Carter now hangs on my tree every you gotta year. You got to display that shit too. Hell Yeah. I had Adrian Peterson, but now he go he went in the garbage because he's a fucking he's a beats children up and he's yeah. a fucking terrible person. He'll be in the Hall of Fame, but you know I don't I can't I can't I can't promote that shit, you know. But yes, I love the starting line of figures. I, there was when I, I remember when Daryl Strawberry went to the Dodgers, my sister had a Strawberry one. She's like, I'm 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 for the Dodgers now, and I'm like, I'm eight years older than her. I'm like, how can you do this to me? And and the Dodgers just beat us in the fucking playoffs. It was '88. <laughs> then they had this crowd. Mattel had this crowdfunding thing, right? Where you buy, they have like a ring for like two hundred fifty dollars from the new generation era. Really, it came with like the the display and the fucking. It's like a it's like a it's a regular scale ring with a. It comes with like Doink the Clown or something like that. But they wanted like five five hundred dollars for it. It, w- it was like a, a crowdfunding thing. They sold enough of them. They were gonna put them out as a thing. So why would I spend that kind of money when it's gonna be fifty dollars when it when it becomes a thing? Like it's yeah, a, I, I you know, the thing is too. It's like. It's a billion dollar business now, and and everybody's making figures, and and you know, and and people are buying them, but they're bit, but they're fucking purging stores. Like, let, let the fucking kids can't. I can't. I listen. I've been looking for AEW figures since last August, and I've been to seven. No, I'm sorry, nine different WalMarts from New York to New Jersey. Yeah. I have yet to find one AEW figure. Rob found two, got me one, and my cousin Richie gave me two more from Florida. He gave me the bucks. Rob found me uh, uh, Kenny Omega in Long Island. Well, I was about to say, is that like a, well, I guess if it's in Long Long Island, but it's one of those but things dude, where it's, it's is it like, you know, geographically located? But the thing is, the thing is, is what they do is they, somebody tips these people off. 
Like, they know that the Walmart in, in their town is going to have, like, 10 Bam Bam Bigelows, or they're going to have 10 Big John Studs, you know? And they'll buy fucking... Ta- I'm like, can't you just buy one or two of them and, 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 let, the, and let, a fucking, let the kids enjoy them? Like, yeah. no, I'm going to buy 10 of them and, send, and then flip them on eBay, you know? Yeah. You know, but, uh, yeah, he's like, Mike's like, F Kenny Omega. We'll get into, <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> I know. But, like, I don't understand, and it's the same thing with baseball cards. Baseball cards are so expensive now. Um, it's like six dollars a pack or something like that. You know? um, but like again, like I don't, you know, I want to collect. I want. I'm, I'm. I'm deep back into hockey again because I'm playing Stratomatic hockey again. Oh, and, and, I, I've been, I, I, and I played hockey for 27 years, so it's like I'm getting back into hockey again, and like hardcore. And I'm reading up on shit and again. I'm reading, getting the magazines, and I'm recording shit, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I see hockey cards, and I'm like, oh man, I could get. It's like three hundred dollars for a box of hockey cards, but if you open them, you'll get a you'll get like a rookie card with an autograph. And you get a they, they'll break up. They, what they do is they cut jerseys up now and part to the stick. I got Pac too. Yes, I'm sorry, Rich. Thank you. I have Pac, Omega, and I have the Bucks. Uh-huh. Right, but but I couldn't. I I still can't find them anymore. And I'm in Walmart twice a month. <laughs> what the fuck? I wish Fallon was listening because me and Fallon would even go to yeah. when when I was hanging with Fallon, we would even go. But now I'm still what? going to fucking Walmart. She was even looking for me at one point. We're going without me. What is it, Wally's? What yeah, we go to Wally's. Wally. We make a Wally's run. Why not? Me, Choppy was looking. Him and Brico all the time. Yeah. You know, they sit at the door till the till the door opens. It's, it's, that's what we do to get certain things. But like, for video games. Yeah. You know, like I remember waiting online for the fucking X when the first Xbox came out. You know. It's insane, man. It it really is. Um. Okay. So we got some stuff to get into. We have a really cool throwback for you tonight. Yeah, and ironically, actually, I actually kind of enjoyed it for, for what it was. For what it was, yes. And because, I, and I, I ironically didn't know that the, I didn't, I didn't, I swear to God, this was a total coincidence that the that the pay per view had everything to do with the with the with the Christmas with the birthday present I got with the I got the Hogan autographed NWO belt. Yes. So and it, I didn't know until I watched the actual paper. I'm like, oh, this is the debut of the fucking belt. It's pretty cool. We'll get into that in a, in a little while after the break. But we have a cool uh, throwback for you tonight, <coughs> and we have a cool couple of throwbacks for you for the rest of the month going into Labor Day weekend. I'm on vacation again. That's another fucking thing, man. There you I, go. I didn't tell you this. No, I'm not. I'm not happy with it at all. Oh, never mind. My hospital now, requ- not now, but they always required you. You have to use a third of your vacation time oh, yeah, yeah. by September. Mm-hmm. But we were such a small group in my division that my boss would just let us fucking go as we go. Yeah. So I had like, I get pulled in the overs. You have 99 hours. I'm like, okay, so give me, I'm going to, I'm actually going to two AEWs next month. I'm going to the Newark? Jer- Jersey. I'm going to the Oh, you're going to go Queens. to Forest. Yeah, we got, we got tickets. Yeah. And we have, we, we had tickets since COVID for the other one. That's right. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, so give me off those, give me off those, those next days. Yeah. Makes sense. Right, so I can have you know, so because it's it's a third. I'll just extend my weekend, and I, I I always take off the week last week of the year. So give me that. He goes, well, you still have fifty something hours to go. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Wow. So I had a burn. I'm basically off after next week, the last week of August through Labor Day. Yeah. So I'm gonna have more vac. But I'm so pissed. I had to burn this vacation time. I'm like, and I still have vacation. Like if I work a holiday, they give you they give you a holiday, they give you a fucking day off. But I have holidays coming to me too that you have to because I I get paid for the day after Thanksgiving, even though I'm not working. It's still it's still a holiday, mm-hmm. so it's like you know, I have all these days. I get I get paid I get paid for Christmas. I'm not working Christmas, so I have to. Yeah. Get, so it's like okay, whatever. But yeah, so I'm on vacation, so we'll go work on some things. I'll I'll get into that. At, well, Jay and I will work on that when we're done with the show. But um, it's uh, I, I do some more content. I'm gonna try to do some more content while we're on vacation. So I'm gonna. 
we got some ideas now. We got the the gears. Uh, gears had, are running. They're yeah. earl. They're earled up. Yeah. The gears are running. Yeah. So it's it's nice to um to feed off that with Jay because he's got a fucking he has like my half a brain when it comes to wrestling the last year half a year. So it's like whatever my half brain ain't thinking, he's thinking, or vice versa, mm-hmm. which is cool because then we just feed. I mean, we and, and you guys benefit because then we can fucking plot it out and I can get audio and. Whatever, whatever. So um, I got some ideas, and we got, we got some really cool throwbacks for you to, for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So we're gonna um, do some shit. Uh, what we watch? Oh, we're watching uh, Evolve. Old Evolve. Old Evolve. That's Ken Doan. Oh wow, that's uh, what's his name? Isn't that fucking Kenny? Was that Kenny Dykstra? Kenny, yeah, Kenny from uh, the, the Spirit Squad. Spirit Squad. <laughs> Spirit Squad. Just retired recently. Yeah, I was showing Jay uh, last night's and uh, last week's uh, this week's NXT. So. That's why we kept the, the network on. So, any hoot. Let's go into some news. The news. The news that you can use. No yeah. good news is good, good news with Gary Gnu. Um, where do you want to go first? I have a bunch of stuff written down. Yeah, so. guys. What's, what's on top of the list? Uh, we have a obituary. Yeah. So, uh, the great Dominic Danucci passed away. Um, and he was old, but he was responsible for a, a lot of careers, including uh, your boy Mick Foley. Yeah. And the franchise, Shane franchise. Douglas. Based out of Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh area. Started in Canada. Teamed up with Dino Bravo. Um, you know what? Let me just bring up his shit because I should have in the break, but oh, we were doing this, but uh, we were talking about fucking <laughs> Hitler <laughs> and, we were going and off. fascism. Yeah, we, uh, we, yeah, we were rebooking the world. Yeah, we, we were booking. That's right, we were. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Danucci, uh, from Italy, by the way. From Italy. From Italy. Um he made his debut in Quebec. Like I said, he was the Mass Marvel. Mm-hmm. Did the Ottawa tour. Teamed up with Dino Bravo. Um, then he went to Australia, won their world championship, and he dropped it to Killer Kowal. He won it from Killer Kowalski in, in Australia. Lost to Ray Stevens. Feuded with Ray Stevens. Tora Tanaka. Mm-hmm. In '66, he teamed up with Mark Lewin, and they defeated Larry Henning and, and Holly Race for the NW the IWA Tag Team Titles. Um, he went. Then he went to Japan for like a bunch of years. Um, he worked for Baba, All Japan. Yeah. And he feuded with uh, Dick Brewer, Jumbo Saruta, Kim Duke, or Duck, as my brother Brian would say, <laughs> and the great Kojika. And then he made his uh his North American um, debut in '67. Um, in he went for, from '67 to '82. He wrestled for the WWWF, and he won the championship. Uh, and the ta- and he won the uh, tag title with Bruno. Yeah, they beat the Mongols, Beppo and Ghetto. Um, and then him and Rick- Victor, the multi-time tag team champion. He beat the Valiants. Um, yeah, he he just you know, he also uh, unsuccessfully tried to win the IC title from Pat Patterson. Um, and he transitioned to a jobber in '82. You know, he went back to Canada, helped out over there for a while in the late '80s. The nineties, he fucking still messed around. He didn't retire until two thousand and twelve. But he uh he trained Moo Dog Spot, Mick Foley, Shane Douglas, Preston Steele, Brian Hildebrand of all people. Yeah, which is I I, I didn't know that about uh old uh Mark Curtis, Brian yeah. Hildebrand. Yeah, if you um go if you read Have a Nice Day, which is a great book by the way, um you can definitely uh Mick Foley men- makes mention of it big time in there. Well, like you said, I mean, Mick tells a story about going driving from upstate New York, uh, Long Island, I think. But was it upstate or Long? I think no, it was Long, Long Island. Island. Yeah, 
to Oh, uh, no, his college was upstate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he uh driving to Pittsburgh and it was like an 8-hour car ride, 9-hour car ride. And he would sleep in his car. Uh, you know, just to no get money. trained, yeah, he, you know, yeah. and he died the other day. Um he spoke four languages, English, French, Spanish, and Italian. His son Tom uh, Tony Danucci was a professional wrestler. And he had cardiac issues since last year, and he died in uh, Western Pennsylvania on t- uh, yesterday uh, at the age of 89 years old. So rest in peace. God bless. He was also AWA U.S. champion. He won the Florida title. Like he had a fucking he had a career and a half. Mm-hmm. He got into the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame finally, class of yeah, 2012. 2012. Yeah, so good for him. You know, um, he was a, an asset to the business. Um, definitely somebody who uh, who was an influence on. Like like Jay said with Foley and and, and Shane Doug- Shane Douglas always talks about him in shooting interviews as well. Yeah, so. you know, and so like you said, especially you know somebody like that, you know, he uh, he lived a full life, especially widely regarded. And like you said, I mean, when you you got a guy like think of like the Monster Factory out of Jersey, you know, uh, Larry <coughs> Shop. You know, you train guys from there, and then, and then, and then it's just a breeding ground. So Bam Bam Bigelow trained. Yeah. Yeah. Killer Kowalski, same thing. Walter you know, School you in know, Massachusetts, yeah. You, you got these guys, and Danucci, you know, made made his name in the, in the 80s with that, and especially after Shane Douglas and, and Mick Foley, you know, made it, made it almost became household names in, in, in the wrestling business. You know, I'm sure he got a lot of business from that, so. Yeah. Rest in peace there, All Mr. Right. Uh, Danucci. Shayla and I would love to do an episode about LJN and Hasbro figures. Um, I would, you know, I would I would definitely, uh, and the Hasbro figures, I'd probably bring on uh, Shining Wizards Kevin. Kevin's a aficionado, and I have a, t- I should, uh, I have a ton of them that I can actually sell, because I have, like, it, mint condition. I don't know if I want to sell them or not, though, but I, I can make a mint. <laughs> Maybe get myself a whip. A Maybe get myself a whip. Um, yes. All right. Um. That so, we'll stick with the E for a few minutes. I yeah. uh, I w- watch NXT. I showed Jada main event of NXT this week, which was um, amazing. Yeah, with um, Igor, uh, what the fuck is his name again? The Dragonoff. Ilya. Ilya Dragonoff. He fought um, <clears throat> the Bruiserweight, Pete Dunne, who is in just phenomenal shape right now. Yeah, that dude is killing it. They fucking put on a clinic. It was almost a half hour that main event. Yeah, uh, Puerto Rican China is up. Her her feud with Dakota Kai is heating up. Ember Moon is injured. Uh, O'Reilly and uh, and Adam Cole are gonna fucking have a blowout. That they're, they're gonna have a there's a two out of three falls. One stipulation is a street fight. The next stipulation is a stipulation in a steel cage. I cannot wait for that. Yeah, I, I mean this is a good way to cap it off. And I mean that 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 can go right into. What I wanted to talk about with Adam Cole, you know. Yeah, that's why I did. It's called the Segway. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, I'm learning about this stuff. Almost two years. I'm learning about this stuff. Look at you. They, uh, (laughs) you know, the reports going on around that he's, you know, you know, he had that secret meeting. Well, not secret meeting, because we all know. Uh, But he had a meeting with uh, Vince McMahon and, you know, something about giving him, you know, letting the writers know, you know, write a storyline for him right away. The reports of him getting paid a million dollars a year, dude, that there's no fucking way that is true. They, it, it can't be. Not only that, they Vince allegedly, what's up, Gordon? Going to three stages of hell. Yes. Yeah, basically. Um, and they also said that Vince, ins- that the meeting he had with Vince, they he insisted on getting Cole on SmackDown or Raw. Yeah. You know, like... 
you know, and and, and it's and it's a shame because ah, you, you you see it with so many people, and you know, the idea of going up there, like I said, it, it's and and the the pro wrestling fan and all of us are going, ah, man, it's that's a fucking downgrade sometimes. SmackDown. Compared to Raw, SmackDown would be a far better choice. Uh, the idea with, with the likes of of going up against um, John Cena, Roman yeah. Reigns, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens. Yeah, you you you, you want to see that, but you know Nakamura. You know when you're saying this whole thing with this whole like you know if you've seen on Two Hundred Five Live this this week, like they had they had the big guys. They they had Josh Briggs against Joe Gacy, and like now once again. Saying this about the rumors with, with with McMahon, you know, all of a sudden the big guys are now on two hundred five live. Now I, they're saying that they're trying to expand more more um, talent, but geez, like you're, are the true are there are there truth to the rumors that he's he wants to do away with nobody underneath six foot, like go back to the old school land of the giants. You know, you need these stars. You know, nobody under thirty. Like I hate to tell you, fucking McMahon, but. You know there are no stars underneath thirty. It's they're few and far between, and the ones that are are under thirty, you're not fucking utilizing correctly. So you you know you got Tony Storm who, who when was the last time she was on SmackDown? That big fat ass. Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time she was on SmackDown? She's under thirty. She's not being used correctly. Yeah, you know, so so many there's so many um terrible terrible uh, ways of people the talents being used. You know, and, 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 and so, like I said, to me, I, you know, Cole's working without a contract right now. You know, you know, he's going to be there for, for that match with a Kyle O'Reilly. Um, I could see him staying with the E. I, I, there's no shot. He's he got offered a million dollars. When when WWE is cutting everybody, there's literally nobody is safe in this fucking place right now. Um, right. To, I, I don't think. I'm a huge Adam Cole fan. I know you are. I'm the biggest. But is he? You're talking a million dollars a year. So you're talking in the likes of Austin, you know, Rock, Cena. I'm I'm probably sure Roman Reigns is getting a million. I, I you know what? Uh, as much as I want to believe that 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 conversation was not had, yet, right? As much as I want to believe that conversation was had, I I know, and I said this on the show a bunch dozen times already. He's the only guy that's under 200 pounds that can do everything. Yes. Okay. There's not many guys on on in in the business that can do what he does with at his at in height and weight wise. He his talent is limitless, and I've seen him in different stages of his career. He was an amazing tag team wrestler. He was an amazing singles wrestler, Ring of Honor, yep. New Japan, Bullet Club, and then the the evolution coming to NXT and just putting the fucking icing on, on this big baby cake. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I'm not, I, I'm a huge Adam Cole fan. For him to be on a, on a main show, it's got to be nothing less than main event status. Because like Shaylin just said, and I, I was about to say, he'll get lost in a shuffle yep. on Raw. SmackDown will be a better show for him booking-wise, obviously, right? We all we all can agree on that. People in the chat room and Jay and I agree on that. And I we even talked about that with with Cho when Choppy was here, that we, when there was there was hints of him coming up when he came up with that Royal Rumble that one yes. year. Yes, we were like, oh okay, well that's no Survivor Series. Survivor Series. No, he was in the Rumble though. He was in the Rumble, but maybe he came up for the bragging rights. He came up for the bragging rights. Correct. But that was after they all got stranded in Saudi Arabia. Right, because they, they needed talent. Yep. 
there's a method. There's always a method to Vince's madness. You uh, see, it's I. I want to see. Here's where I want to say to my cousin, "You're right. It's gotten there so far. It's gotten there so far because he's been successful with 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 the, with the company in a whole. The bottom line is when when you when you fuck with NXT and it's supposedly Triple H's baby and you want to rewrite this. First of all, they're blaming Triple H for the ratings. The well, yeah, show, that's the other thing we were the show about. was taped. Yep. The show was taped. There's no fucking competition. I've been saying this for years. There is no more competition. AEW can pull a million fucking viewers every fucking week. And now the new show's starting tonight. We'll get into that in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Mainstream television is not, is not equipped to even have a fucking a wrestling war right now. Because ain't nobody watching Raw like they used to. Yep. Nobody's watching NXT and AEW like they used to. Nielsen, you to pull threes and fours and fives. Now you're barely getting a fucking one. Yep. A barely a one is, 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 is you're pushing it. And this is and this is no not I love Chris German. I love and I love all the other guys who are, who who are ratings guys, but it's it's not even feasible anymore. There is no competition. When you have a taped show against a live show, it kind of puts a damper on things. Yeah. Okay. So I I don't care about about the ratings, and you know what? It's a different kind of show. It's a different NXT is way different from what everybody else is doing. Okay, AEW is different from what everybody else is doing. New Japan, same thing. The E is the E. They're gonna do the Raw and SmackDown have been the same fucking stuff for years. Not a demographic no more. You don't like it? Don't fucking watch it. So, okay. So obviously the question has to be asked because I love a good conspiracy. Here we go. I love a good conspiracy. Here we go. With with everything that's being said and. They're saying that McMahon let go of all these guys without let go of all the NXT guys without no without Triple H and Shawn Michaels knowing. If there is truth to that, can we believe it that maybe Vince, for whatever reason, is blaming Triple H? Because now <clears throat> in in the corporate world. You, as the head of a company, if the company is doing bad, or I'm sorry, if a department is doing bad in your company and you sign the checks, who is ultimately at fault? It is the head of the company. So I do bet. But, you know, if, if there is truth to that, where the idea of, okay, Triple H, you are the one. I think that is completely irrational to blame Triple H for <laughs> AEW's rise. Um, what obviously NXT has been the 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 TV product has been kind of hands off from Vince, which is good. Um, but if you're if if Vince keeps plucking these these talents. You know, and using them on his show, you're kind of depleting NXT's roster. Is there any truth to the idea of Vince holding Triple H responsible? I say yes. Given Vince's track record, his history, how he how he portrays stuff on TV, you know, his personality, 
I think Vince, for, for whatever reason, is. And it. I think it kind of... Look at Karrion Cross on Monday Night Raw. Lost to Keith Lee. Lost to Jeff Hardy. Uh, did he lose to Keith Yeah, he lost to Keith Lee. I'm sorry. And Dakota Kai, who just, just made it on SmackDown, uh, lost... Uh, oh, crap. Who'd she lose to? Oh, I had it. She she just lost on TV. Meanwhile, on NXT the following week, the next week, she, she wins a great match against Saray. Who's undefeated. Yes. So, I think, personally, Vince does do this type of stuff to kind of, you know, rib Hold on the square type thing. Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bite back. I'm gonna disagree a little bit. I'm gonna say that that Vince did hold Triple H responsible, but they were aware of the cuts. I I can't see guys and girls getting pink slips past the guy who runs. I can't see him not knowing they were getting cut. I can see the talent not knowing they were getting cut. Of course, obviously. yeah. But I can't see Triple H not knowing of Shawn Michaels. Maybe Shawn Michaels not knowing because he's really not. He's not. Shawn Michaels is a, is a trainer. He's not. He's not a. He's not an administrator. He's he's just best friends with the administrator. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Okay. Yeah. No. So I don't think Triple H didn't know. I think he did know and had to make a choice. I think he got a fucking list of guys and girls and said, "You have this. Cut it down to this." It's like football yeah. right now. Football camp is going on. Roster is 53. You walk in there with 88 guys. Yeah. You got to cut fucking almost 40 guys, okay? You have to do it in three and a half weeks, okay? Or a month, right? So and as we speak, guys are getting cut. They don't even know it yet. Because <laughs> you, you can only put certain guys on a depth chart. Jay the Body Ventura, as Shaylin says. Yes. I love it. Um, do it. Let me I, do my... I ain't got time to bleed. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I, you know, it's it was a cost-cutting... Thing there were a couple guys that were suspect that you should like, you just had a fucking North American Championship run, but you killed Bronson Reed. You, you basically buried that. And there's a but but there's but so there was a thing where you had this this list and you had to make a cut. And I think that was you know you, you have to trim some of the fat. Um, and I obviously I don't agree with that. I don't like anybody without a job. Obviously, um, these guys the the, the better talented people will, will not go without work. Thank God. Cause of course. There's so much work to go around now. Uh, but you know, this whole thing with with Vince. I love the fact how these dirt sheets are, you know, are all convinced that Vince McMahon is is in the know in terms of what's good and what's not good, right? We obviously don't know, but we just assume because we're looking at the fucking product. And we're like, how does he not see this? How does he not see that? How does he miss this this person getting it? How does he miss people not getting their due diligence, right? Or how is he missing? How do you cut Bray Wyatt? You know, it's like, it, it, but. Again, and my my cousin goes as a method to his madness, but it's it's not a it shouldn't be. First of all, you're not do or die, you know. You're a billion dollar company now, and you're and you're publicly traded, and you're and you and your profits are still in the green. You're not lose. You lost some money because of because of COVID. Everybody did. He didn't lose money. He, he lost did. the gate, the, the live gate. Yes. He lost. He but, didn't lose with merch. He the streaming deal went through because of Fox. But that's what I'm saying. But the numbers don't lie. Right. I mean, did he lose? He lost potential money. No, yeah, they, you know, they were still I'm, positive. Right. That's what I'm sorry. Yeah. They, they, yeah, let me let me rephrase that. Yeah, but you you see what I mean. But there was there's not. It's I don't want to be that guy. You, I'll, I'll 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 keep him with me. I want to be. I want my I want my glass half full. 
as a podcaster, not even as a fan, as as a broadcast journalist, I'm doing the quotes because you guys can see my fingers. As a broadcast journalist, I want to be um, unbiased in terms of my my allegiance to what I watch, what I don't watch, because I watch everything for the sake of you guys still, and I'm a fan, and my son, and Jay, and and we we're, and, and our crew. We still watch. We still contribute. We still buy merch. Yep. We buy tickets. We go to shows. Uh, I still buy shirts, sadly, right? But I, I'm, I'm a fan. Jay's a fan. We're super fans. That's why we do a podcast, you know? And our, our fans are great fans, right? And our people, our, in, our small group of people, even, part, even people who are part of the, uh, the audience of the show, like we're, we, we, all think we're in the, we all think we're in the know. Yeah. Right. Because we all we have all these accesses to all these dirt sheets and clickbait sites and fucking uh, articles and Reddit's and 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 yeah and and fucking message boards are still a thing. Like, listen, Vince may know Vince may have a method to his madness. It doesn't make it all the time. Okay. Sometimes you got to trim the fat. It's every big company does this. And I said this on the last couple of times because they had all those cuts, yeah. right? And I, I've been saying this for nine years now. Every big company makes cuts, okay? It's just a matter of creative has nothing for you, and it's sad. Because if you had people who knew the product and wrote like that, maybe you wouldn't be firing all these people. Yeah. Like you said, you, you, you touched on something that's actually kind of interesting. Like you said, you're, you're 100% right. We should be unbiased. But... How can we be unbiased if the creator, the ultimate, uh, the ultimate bean counter, the guy that let, doesn't let anything go through, that doesn't let anything on TV without going through him, if he's not unbiased? Because you, be, because if you're a true fan, and and we had this conversation before you even came on the show. Yeah, this is one of the first conversations we had, you and I. If you're a true fan, you can see above. The politics. It's the same thing with football. Like I know, I know people who are like I'm not watching anymore. These guys take a fucking knee. Yeah. And I, this is this is me. I, I'm talking to police officers and soldiers, and I know I have family, immediate family, who served in in in, in arms forces and who and who are retired police officers too. I'm not watching fucking football no more. My 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 dad had my stepdad had season tickets to the Jets. He won't watch a fucking game anymore. So I said, but he can't look beyond the politics. Me. I can look beyond the politics. I love the game. I love the sport. I love professional wrestling, sports entertainment. I can look above that. Unless they're committing crimes and beating kids and, and being molested and, and rapists, then then you draw the line. But for me, I look. I can. I can. I I look for things now. I I I, I can fast forward a three hour show and find one good thing, and I can find one good thing for the last ten years. Yeah. So did the rest of this stuff shit the bed? Hundred percent. Yeah. So it's like okay, because of him, it's like it, it's it's same thing with like uh, Jerry Jones, the owner of the Cowboys. Okay, Jerry Jones is a very smart dude, but Jerry Jones is in his fucking eighties now, and he and if you watch Hard Knocks, yeah. he still runs the fucking team. Yep. And it's like you hired a coach, you hired a coaching staff, you're the owner, but he still has a say on what the depth chart's going to be and what the fucking stadium's going to look like. And what As the he team- should, he's paying to keep the lights on. To an extent, let me do my job though. Yeah, Vince has enough. Vince has enough people where he can sit back and go, let let, let them make a mistake and then say something. Yeah. Right? Don't try to walk into SmackDown and be like, all right, rewrite that. He's not in that 
mode of his life anymore. He can do that when it was just him and Lanza and yeah. Patterson at his Patterson. pool, at his pool, you know, or him and Cornette or him and Jr. It's not like that no more. You have teams of writers, teams of producers, teams of people, agents who who systematically put all these all these all these performers in a spot to do certain things on television. You're 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 part of a major net, part of two major networks, right? They're paying you a gazillion dollars to put a good product on television. So what the ratings will tell you, nobody's watching, no, not more than a million people. Look at the ratings for, for SmackDown. The live ones, anyway. Yeah. All, look at the live, look at the, the ratings. I think, they, I think they're over a mil. Are they? How many times, though, Jay? Even yeah. before, you know, obviously with COVID, I get it. But, before, but how many times? It's not pulling threes and fours and fives on like the fucking Nielsen's did in nineties. Yeah, with the oh, Monday yeah, Night Wars, with the Monday Night Wars, it's a different product now, bro. It's a different, it's a different time, you know. And I'm just, I'm just not convinced that Vince McMahon is the do all say all of, of every single move. He's got to have people in place that help him do shit like this because he's, he's a, he's got to be, a, he's seventy fucking three years old. Of course. And it's like, you know, I never sleep. Yeah. I, I get it, dude. But you know what? You need to take a fucking nap. And maybe like a two-year nap or a five-year nap or just walk away because you have two, You have another generation of family that's just wanting to, to tell the world we have this beautiful product that's, that's amazing. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to give you my best evidence of, I think, why this is true. Think of how competitive Vince McMahon, the man, is. The man that took all the finishers at the bar that one night. The man that challenged Brock Lesnar, right? Where, where did they have a fucking fight on, on the plane? Was it the plane ride? Am I getting it, oh, I'm getting it mixed up maybe with Kurt Hennon. But he challenged Brock Lesnar to a fight. He challenged Kurt Angle. Is that Chris Dickinson? That is Chris Dickinson. The Dirty Daddy. And, and Johnny, birthday, jo- by the way. Johnny Gargano. Had birthday, um, Chris had birthday yesterday. He, uh, Vince McMahon, you know, in his words, who took on the federal government, you know, obviously his words, <laughs> who's, who's being fucking targeted, obviously. Obviously. Um, this man is, is a well-known competitor. He is competitive by nature. He has to be. And when you are that, you're that driven and, and, and that type of stuff, you you have to justify it in some way. Think about stuff that he's, think of all the guys that came from WCW, came to WCW, lost right away. I get the idea of humbling them and, 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 and you know, coming in and, and being able to do that. Yes, that makes sense. But Vince, did you mean to tell me that there's no, not a small inkling of, I'm. If you read between the lines, I am better. I what I create is better. To me, that that fire still burns fucking wildly inside of him. And it's just to say, I watched something. The other day, I'm a big Kiss fan. I watched something the other day. Kiss Live in Vegas. It came out in like 2014, 15. 
I think they were doing like a New Year's show or they did a residency or something like that. Paul Stanley is singing nowhere near where he should be singing right now. He was singing the song Creatures of the Night when he recorded it in the fucking Best 80s. Album. Best Kiss album. He recorded this song in I'm the aware. 80s. I'm aware. That, that's my favorite Kiss album. I'm telling you, I don't know what key it is. And anybody that knows, you sing it a key. Let's just say you 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 write a song in F. There's only seven keys, A A through G. You write a song in F. All of a sudden, you sing it one way. Fast forward through the fucking hands of time, 40 years. You can't sing it the same way. You drop it down because now your voice can go there. It sounded like he dropped it down fucking four keys. At that point... You are staying too long at the party. You have to go. Vince McMahon, at this point, is Paul Stanley. Has to go. You are blinded by your own stubbornness. And you are going to burn the ship that you created. Without a doubt. You are setting You are setting ablaze to what you've done. You. It is now happening. We are seeing it. It's. I don't think it's a sonality thing. I think it's... I'm 74 years old. I'm Vince fucking McMahon. I created this. This is my ship. There is no doubt that he has, and he has nothing but yes men around him. Now, I'm not saying... So does Paul Stanley. <laughs> exactly. It puts him on stage. I'm not saying that he's given Paul, uh, he's given Nick Khan more power than, than Triple H. But, there's, but there is definitely a high... High measure of doubt in me that let that I am saying that he did not let Paul uh, uh, Triple H know that he was letting those guys go. Vince McMahon signs those checks, and it is definitely a fuck you to 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 not. I don't want to say the Triple H place because it's the idea of it's the idea of when you go to. I'm trying to think. We're running an army, right? I'm leading the army. You don't like the way I'm doing things. Back in the old days, how would you get rid of me? You come up to me, shoot me in the head, you go, I'm in charge now. You mean to tell me McMahon don't have that fucking mentality? He does. So to me, he is ruling with an iron fist. He's ruling. I th- I'm still leaning towards that he's going to sell this company at some point. And you know what the problem is? Is no one's going to stop buying it. And no one's going to stop Of course not. And, and, and neither, Same and, thing with Kiss. Neither am I. So, that's the thing. So... Paul Stanley can kill every song he sings. I, ho- I just hope he doesn't kill. I still love you. I love him. I love him when he sings that. Oh uh, yeah. But um, he probably wouldn't even. He probably, would, it. probably wouldn't attempt it now. He can't. I said the same thing. Like, how do you put that on? How do you put that on video? Right. I, I couldn't even believe it because it's Kiss. Uh-huh. So Vince is going to put on a shitty product because it's WWE. Yeah. So Kiss is still going and and they're pushing seventy. You know, Vince has had. You say Vince rules with an iron hand. I, that it could, could possibly be true. It, it probably is true. I just don't see the the point in you know him having so much of a of a focal point in the the everyday operation. You know, you should be scaling back. Same thing with fucking Jerry Jones. Same thing with Paul Stanley. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to put like, Paul Stanley. Like the Beatles haven't, you know, the remaining Beatles. How, how is that? One left now. Two, two. Well, Ringo's still alive. Yeah, they they're not putting any. They're not doing any. They're not doing anything Beatles wise. You know, they don't have to. Yeah. You know, they basically can cake off their first four albums. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're it's still the, the fucking Beatles. Yeah. yeah. 
So it's it's Kiss, and now it's WWE. That's why I'm saying there's no competition, because you got to keep up with forty plus years of what's going on now. Tony Khan don't have that. The fucking territories couldn't hang with him. Ring of it's, Honor, New Japan, none of these organizations are old enough and young enough. Well, New Japan is, but they, it's different animal. But they they're not in that league. They don't have they don't have the global popularity that this company has, and they and they made their money because of how they did things, and it was so his his business blue his business blueprint is still is 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 ancient. But it's what he follows and what he wants to do with it because he's like you said he's well I think he I think it's, I think it's I think it's in his head you know it's it's the right thing because there's just so many like think of what McMahon remember Beyond the Mat yeah when he's fucking drinking the water he goes oh we don't do wrestling we make movies like I I think. Full on, Vince thinks he makes fucking movies. Yeah, he thinks he's a fucking... He thinks he's what he's doing. It's sports enter- it's and entertainment. It's entertainment. And it's almost like it's it's almost like he's become drunk with his own power. But you know what? In the same breath, he thinks that, and there are, there are movie networks or in entertainment networks that are giving him a platform. Oh, without a doubt. So that, there's there's something there. Everybody's drinking the fucking Kool Aid, so it's like it's not like he's delusional. Yeah. I mean, he's delusional right. to wrestling fans. Yeah. Like to to real wrestling fans who want to see sometimes good wrestling and not just entertainment. That's who you're pulling the wool. You, you know, you can't pull the wool over our eyes. Yeah. But you, you're selling. I, I think I think you you can you can say it. Because even when he said with the conference call, they had the the earnings conference call, you know, and he was asked quickly, and and Vince didn't say too much during the conference call because, uh, you know, for whatever reason, doesn't have to. Yeah, well, he doesn't really have to, but no. you, you, but I know with investors, you want you always want to hear from that. that Obviously, head. I mean that's but that's, he, that's but business. so he was asked about does he see AEW as a uh, competition, and he he says he, he you know everybody wants to draw comparisons to WCW. It was a completely, it's a completely different animal, and it's a, and that's a. But Vince had a comment. It was, it was kind of a, a a flipping comment where he went. He was just like, "Yeah, we'll see if we can give him any more X. Uh, see if we give him any more stars or any more to the roster or whatever." Whatever he I, said, I, I read, that, I read that, I read and that. like, and but th- like, th- think of the arrogance to that. That's kind of, and that's see that, and then you see these 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 roster cuts, and then you go. And then you're reading that he didn't tell Triple H. I'm like, I don't know. I can kind of fucking see it now. He gave Triple H a list, though. I don't think he just I said, don't think so. I'm sorry. I, don't, I can't see Vince going into the talent pool. I don't see Vince watching NXT. I don't think he does, but I think he's looking. He's looking. He looked at Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed was on main event. You know, Vince is watching that and apparently wasn't impressed by him. Bronson Reed's a fucking. This, guy, this, dude's, this dude's got such a chip on his shoulder right now that he, he ready. He called out Miro. Like, it's. Dude. Hit the ground, fucking running. You gotta. I, they probably have a ninety-day non-compete or thirty-day, yeah. maybe if they got NXT contracts or something. Probably, yeah. But you know, like you look at that and you just go, I, I could just see him just handing me like, all right, because uh, Vince McMahon. You're right. Vince McMahon doesn't know what's going on in NXT, but guess who does? The new bean counter, fucking Nick Khan, would knows, and he's going to Vince. These are the guys you got to let go. You could be right. And then Vince going, you could be right. Vince going to Triple H, be like Paul, I don't care. Yeah, let it go. Yeah, fire him. And then, and then, or he's just going. All right, send that through. 
Hey, uh, boss, you tell uh, Triple H? Yeah, 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 I'll get to it right now. He doesn't fucking call him. And he goes, I don't have to call him. I'm Vince fucking McMahon. Georgie said that uh, Vince thinks he's Walt Disney. I, I think so, too. And you know, and you know the thing is too. No one's gonna stop going to Disneyland, Disney World. Yeah. So it's, it's, and listen, I, and that's a thousand percent correct. Right. So as long as you, as long as you're still in the green, as long as you keep that blueprint, as long as you're still making the money, uh, once you decide to step away, it's not gonna be, it's not gonna change, right? You Whether, are gonna have to pry him. Out of gorilla position, you are you are literally gonna have to get a fucking scraper. You're yeah. gonna have to get a fucking shovel to get his fucking stiff, dead carcass right. out of that chair. Exactly. There's no doubt in my mind. Exactly. Um, He's either gonna die in that chair or in the fucking gym. Listen, Vince McMahon is one of the most fascinating people in this entire world. I hope somehow or another someone's keeping a log of what this man does because I'll tell you. Two reasons. I want to know what happens. And two, I don't want it to come from Vince McMahon's mouth because I'm not going to believe anything he says. <laughs> it's it's still a Connie, man. Yeah. It's still a carnival. And he's the fucking ringmaster. That's it. As long as he wants to. Um, all right. So before we go to AEW, uh, congrats in order to Candice LeRae and yeah. John Logano. They're expecting. That's great because you keep them off TV for a while. Like, uh, just Candice. I can't. The gimmick, I can't. I can't. When she's not wrestling, she annoys me. <laughs> um, uh, AEW. AEW, new new uh, show starts tonight. Yeah. I guess we'll catch the first hour when we're when, when done with the show. We'll, we'll get into it when we're done with this. Uh, I think it starts 10 o'clock. Who's the, who's the broadcasting team? It's Mark Henry and who? Do we know? It's, it's like a four-man team. Okay, okay. It's Mark Henry, Chris Jericho, Excalibur, and Taz. Oh, Christ, Excalibur again? Yeah, well, it's got to listen. It ain't going to be JR. Fucking, I hate Excalibur. I, I'm sorry. I don't like this. I, I, yeah, hate the strong word. I love hate, hate it. I don't like Excalibur. I love Excalibur. Ugh. Did you like him in Pro Wrestling Gorilla? Yeah, I loved him in Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Of course you did. Of course you did. By the way, I funny, I, 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 uh, Mott Spock gave me that, that, the Pro Wrestling Gorilla. I'm, I'm hoping to watch it this weekend. I got to lend you the Lemmy one. Yes. That's real, that's with uh, Brian Cage and uh, Chris Dickinson. That's yeah. a good fucking match. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, like I said, four-man fucking booth. Uh, I, it, it, I love Chris Jericho on the mic. I just, you know, as long as, it's, again, it's different, you know, like Double A says, as long as it doesn't become Thunder. You know, yeah. it's just, I mean, if you're going to showcase talent, you could, you have enough talent to split it up, so I like that. Um, Jericho, speaking of Jericho, he won his match against Wardlow. Yeah. Now he fights uh, again at the uh, at the pay per view. It's going to be was it next week? I forget. I think it's the pay per view. I did, they're doing it. Um, that he can't use his finishing move. That's that's the last uh, yeah. the last one, the last uh, the last labor, the last labor. Uh, what's up, Augie? Um, so they're giving Christian the fucking title match. Tonight at the pit, no, at the pay per view. He's getting an impact, but he's getting a world title, AEW world title match at the fucking pay per view. Well, I was I was reading up that uh, Hangman Page is requesting time off, or he's getting time off yeah. due to uh, uh, which can explain, like we said about that, you Incoming. know, why he's not in. But how many times can you can you you know, as Arn Anderson would say, how many times can you cut the water off that hope you get the same water pressure when you turn it back on? That's 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 going to be hard to tell. Only time can really kind of tell us that that answer. But, um, you know, the show tonight it's going to be interesting. You know, they are um, they're doing big things. I, I, listen, if if half of the rumors are true, what's going on in AEW? 
they're they're in they're in a really good position because you know the network is a big fan of them. Uh, you know TNT's coming. It's the in. highest rated show. Listen, uh, you you and they're putting on a a a a. I don't want to say a qual. Yeah, I let's say a quality product. They're putting on a quality product. Um, you know. Because, yeah, ha- like I said, we have to try to keep them separately. I don't want to look at them as competition. I want them to look at them as just more wrestling. That's all it is to me. Because um, I agree with you. Like, I, the whole Wednesday Night Wars thing, it kind of grew old really quick. Um, but AEW is doing big things. If, you know, it is, it is, it's like the law of diminishing returns, though, with you know how many how many ex WWE guys are you gonna sign, especially now with these the, these cuts? Like, I think Bronson Reed is absolutely AEW bound. Um, but do you see them putting the title on Christian tonight? Impact now? No, no. I, you know, Christian did a big thing. He did an interview where he was talking about you know, and he's right. Like you know, it's. Nice to go to the impact zone and and uh, you know he wants to go back there because that's where they tried him as a main event. He was a WWE champion. Yeah, you know he and was, he discredits it, which is weird to me. Well, he doesn't really does he? Well, he laid mention to it in, in in the promo saying that you know that's where I I went to be a, a a main eventer at first. You know that's where I got you know the my first chance. Almost like shitting on WWE a little bit, but he um, like I said. I don't think so. Christian at this point, I love Christian. I'm a huge Christian fan. You are know, you, are you a peep? I'm. I would consider myself a peep, okay. even though I hate peeps. I don't like peeps either. Yeah, the candy, it's fucking oh, gross. My mom awful. eats those. They're gross. Awful. Awful. You're right. I'm sorry. They, uh, but you know, does, he doesn't need. What, what is he going to go there? Like, I go there wrestle. Absolutely, but it's it's like the Goldberg thing to me. Just go there, wrestle, put guys over, do the right thing, have these great matches. You know, listen, you're in the twilight of your career. By all means, go out on your terms. Same thing with Mark Henry. Paul, you know, um, Big Show got he got physical this past week uh, on on uh, AEW. Yes. Which okay, now we're gonna see we're gonna see a uh, QT Marshall fucking Big Show match. Great. Let Big Show fucking lose. He doesn't have to. I mean, he's gonna win over QT Marshall. But he doesn't need uh, the match. But hey, listen, let him wrestle. He's still got some gas in the tank. I get it, you know. But oh, rest in peace, Brody. Yeah, Brody Lee. Um, but fight like Chikara guys over here. Yeah, it's uh, Quackabush Team the, Frightening. It's it's fright. It's fright. Uh, what's his face? Fright. Uh, Frightman. Frightman. Yeah. Yeah. Chikara. I'm sorry. Go ahead. He, uh, but you know, to me, Christian doesn't need the belt. I, I, it would be cool, but it, then you're taking away Kenny Omega's steam. He's the fucking belt collector. This is the let this go out. He's still garnering heat <laughs> from coming out. Like the fans are actually against him, which is impressive in in and of its own right. True. By the way, he's almost inspiring me to kind of follow follow suit with the Holly Race uh, facial hair. So I don't know. I gotta see. Oh man, Tabe, Tabe is not a fan of it, but. I might, I if might the do queen it. don't like it, yeah. Listen, if you you know you're not sleeping alone anymore, Pally. She said, yeah. She said she goes, oh yeah, you can have it. You're just gonna wake up clean shaven. <laughs> That'll you be sleeping <laughs> on the couch. Yeah. No fucking punani yeah. for you. I know. So we'll have to see what happens. So, um, I can't. 
I'm just a little, I'm a little upset about 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 um about Hangman Page, uh, I, and giving Christian the spot. I'm a little upset about that too. However, um, I'll go back to the story thing. If it tells a good story and something happens out of this, yeah, then I'll, then and if and if Christian is just is is the in between the rubber, then I'm like, you know what? I'm not too mad at it. So let's well, see how it all shapes and up. And, and like I said, and to me, I think that even leads more to the the idea of the the rumors being true because. Think about what happens. You need this big coronation when 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 Adam Page wins. If if one of the if like I said, if half the rumors are true, that is completely going to deflate the Hangman Page win. Yeah, because Christian's not winning the title, kids. Let's, I don't think so. Let's get let's get. Well, I mean, we'll give a give a review. I mean, we'll give our preview when, when, before it was at Labor Day weekend. Yeah. So we'll give a maybe we'll even do a, a since I'm on vacation. Ooh. Maybe we'll do a fucking pre-show. Yeah, we'll, maybe record, we'll do a pre-show. We'll, we'll, we'll do an AEW pre-show, um, and I'm sure the Wizards will do something with the with that with the Mark with the what the hell that that Wednesday show that Matt does, the AEW. They do oh, an AEW Dynamite. Uh, yeah, the live. Uh, they do it. Matt and Katie and the other guy. They do a, you know, but uh, but, but we'll do maybe we'll do a pre-show for the rant. It's uh but that's the but that's the that's the week long stay in uh, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, that'd yeah. be pretty good. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. So, I mean, like like Jay said, AEW's doing big things. Um, I'm liking the Bucks. I like what the Good Brothers are doing. Uh, they're getting a t- <laughs> Jurassic Express is getting a tag title shot. Not mad at that. I'm not mad at that either. It's just it's 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 good storytelling. If if Tony Khan is batting 500 right now, booking half good, half bad. Can't be mad at fucking. I can't be mad at Tony Khan right now. I not, can't. Not everything has to be a home run. Not everything has to be a home run. Not, not everything has to appease all you fucking marks. Sit okay? down, marks. Sit down, marks. You fucking, you mooks. Just, just sit down, right? Sit down, marks. That's what I'm saying. C- CM Punk saying that, uh, you know, professional wrestling in and of itself needs a good kick in the dick. Um, as by CM Punk. Um, maybe. Yeah. Um. I'm not totally against that because, yeah. but I think the kick in the dick is the forbidden doors opening all over the place. Yes, with the NWA women's title and the NWA working with New Japan, New Japan working in the states now with with Impact and and AEW, it's not, it's just, it's a it's not a swift kick in the dick, it's a low blow. It's like yeah. a boxing when you when you hit a guy in the in the fucking balls on accident. It, it, but again, there's options. It's not like we're. No one's starving because no. you're not getting anything fucking unique anymore. It's just regurgitated, repackaged, and fucking, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Or I'm just going to redo everything over again because that's what, you know, imitation, best form of flattery. That's why yeah. Hollywood is 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 shit in the bed because they just they just keep bringing out shit that was done already. Yeah. And, well, it, is it good for nostalgia? Yeah, I'm a fucking nostalgia freak. I do a podcast about nostalgia. <laughs> but I'm also not ignorant and I'm and I'm not... Uh, I'm not opposed to if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I'm not opposed to giving good stories that were told already, but now by different people. It's like it's like when you do a cover song. And Jay and I are big into you know we like bands to do cover songs. It's like if if sometimes the the cover song is better than the original. Yeah. Okay. If the if the cover song is better than the original, then you then you then you then you're halfway there. Mm-hmm. You you you're you're on your way to something better. So it's not a thing where, you you know, just don't cut your nose off to spite your face. That's my whole thing, and that's where Tony Khan is batting 500 right now with me. You know, 
there are some weeks he's fucking brilliant, and there's some weeks he's just shit in the bed. Because the inmates still run the asylum, and that's the bottom line. Yep. That's just how it goes. Um, any other news before I go to New Japan? No, I think it was, yeah, let's run down to New Japan, big weekend. Mott Spock wants to know, Jay White wrestling in Chicago Heights on August 21st. Does he show up for Rampage? Not mad at that. Can happen. He showed up on Impact. Not mad at that. And we got a new uh, Bullet Club member, by the way. Oh, I Chris see Bay. That. Yeah, I did see that. You could buy, and he's, they're already selling his shirts, Bullet Club, so... Um, I, I, I love Jay White. Don't, don't tell Rob that though. <laughs> don't tell Rob. He'll be, he'll, he'll hashtag fuck Jay White. Yeah. He probably will after he hears this cause he's not, he's busy with the, with the, with the film the, festival. Yeah. But, um, all right. Speaking of new Japan, fucking all this whole weekend, summer struggle 2021 is starting to actually, when is it? Um, tomorrow night, I think it's 11 o'clock our time actually is really early. Um, Hamna and Makabe versus Tenzan and Kojima. Um, Master Wado showing yo. That's basically chaos. Okay, yeah. Versus um, uh, Suzuki Goon by the man himself, Minoru Suzuki, El Desperado and Kanemaru, uh, the junior tag champions. Uh, no, not junior. Tag, no, they're not. The Bullet Club won them. Sorry. Tiger Mask, Robbie Eagles, and Yano versus Chase Owens, Ishimori, and Phantasmo. So Bullet Club. Was all your junior heavyweight bullet clubs? Uh, Taguchi, Yoshihashi, and Goto versus Taichi, Duki, and ZSJ. Um, Bushi, Sonata, Naito versus Bullet Club. Dick Togo, Gato, and Takahashi. And, oh, I'm sorry, Takaji, Naito, Sonata, and Bushi. The entire Lij versus Bullet Club. T- uh, Dick Togo, Gato, Takahashi, and Evil. That's your main Evil. event. Evil. And then there's a card on Sunday. I'll run that real quick. August 15th. There's one on Monday at Kirk and Hall, too, about to do the Sunday one, and then we'll go to break. Um, Hamna and Makabe versus Tiger Mask and Kojima. I don't know why they do that. Wado, Taguchi, and Tenzan versus Suzuki Goon again. Uh, Sho, Yo, and Yano ugh, <laughs> versus Phantasmal, Ishimori, and Chase Owens. Again, this is just a regurgitated shit. Eagles, Hashi, and Goto versus Taichi, ZSJ, and Duki. Another fucking rematch. Bushi, Sonata, Naito, and again, this is like a fucking uh, it's an eight-man tag now. It's just regurgitated, but it's the, it, they're leading up to some good things, so be on the lookout for that. And it, it, the, the most important part is that they're up and running. And again. they're doing the, the tomorrow night. They're doing the uh, the uh, U.S. U.S. Uh, version, and it's Tanahashi versus uh, Lance Archer for the U.S. title. Yeah, which is cool. Um, and I think that's it, Jason. Anything else? We go to break? Nah, then we go to break. All right, uh, we got a cool throwback for you tonight, kids. So hang out with us. We'll take a three-minute, 16-minute break. Three-minute, 16-second break, I should say. And there's some fucking Mexican kid screaming in the hallway. <laughs> Shut that kid up. Shut that kid up. Shut put that, that up. cigarette put out. That, oh, look at you with the fucking put that cigarette out. <laughs> put that cigarette out. Look at that. <laughs> we are the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. We're live on The Rant. We're live on Facebook. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. With Alfred Hayes. Take us to thy break. Promotional consideration paid for by the following... Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge, have some laughs, because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. on RantEMRadio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. 
Join the Mark Order Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at MarkOrderPod and on Facebook.com slash MarkOrderPod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network, and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. What's up, wrestling fans? This is former WCW wrestling star Glacier. Make sure to tune in to Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil, Jay, that big pain in the butt choppy. So make sure you tune in before blood runs cold on you. <laughs> the following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Okay, birthday boy. Happy birthday. We're here in Sturgis now. Happy birthday to you. All your biker buddies are here. Happy birthday! Before the big party kicks off, <laughs> dear Hollywood, Hulkin, Hulkin. A little private party. Happy birthday to me! Outsiders got a special present for you, big man. We're gonna kick off the NWO New World Order. The rocket is in the launching pad. Me and the big man, we ready to send it into orbit. Tonight, Paul Hogan takes what's rightfully his, the world belt. Done! Done! Tonight, you know what you're gonna do. Wait, 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 you tell me again. Wait, wait, no, one more time. You are gonna become the world. Happy birthday, champ. They call him Hollywood Hogan, like there's something wrong with him. I think maybe the Nacho Man, maybe Sting, jealous, maybe Luger, jealous. They're all jealous. Jealous. Nacho Man, you're not even in the picture. We take 
the WCW championship belt, and we make it ours. Dum, da, dum, dum. We dismantle Luger and Sting. We sit back with the bikers. We watch the big man drop a leg on Lurch. We have the biggest birthday party ever at your expense, Giant. Boom. Where else on this planet can you actually get paid to beat people up? I have seen what you've got, Luger. Sting, I have seen what you've got. If this is where the big boys play, you're in big trouble. Tomorrow's my birthday. Tonight, I become the NWO champ. Giant, the door open for you. You couldn't fit through, you're too big. Diamond rings. Big cars, Lear Jets, limousines, no matter what you could have had, Giant, until Hulk Hogan did the way, no matter what you could have had, you'd have never been cool, brother. The only thing that makes you remotely cool, and that's that gold dust, coming our way, strong. The preceding announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Local throwbacks. We're live on the rant, rant DM radio. Chat room is chilling. Yes, happy birthday to Hulk Hogan, 68 years young. Um, I was watching. Um, they did the MLB did the. Speaking of old people, <laughs> so MLB did the whole Field of Dreams last night. You know, I heard about that they did the Yankees and uh, yes, and, and the White Sox. Very fucking great. It's a great game. It's like a Stratomatic game. Mm-hmm. Yankees fucking hit a hit a two run home run in the bottom of the of the, of the top in the top of the ninth to tie it up. Judge fucking hit one into the cornfields, and then that bottom of the ninth, uh, Chicago hit a two run home run and, and won the game nine eight. So it was pretty fucking cool. So I was looking at Kevin Costner. I'm like, holy shit, he didn't age very well. I said, <laughs> my mom, him, and my mom are the same age, and my mom looks thirty years younger than he does. <laughs> I called my mom. I'm like, Ma, you look better than Kevin Costner. She said. She says, no, I don't. <laughs> she goes, he's not, and she's like, she, he's not that bad looking. I'm like, ma, he was, he he didn't age well. I say he looks like he's fucking. He looked like he's one of the fucking ghosts in the fucking coming out of cornfields, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah. So yeah, old sweet old people. Hulk Hogan is 68 years old, and uh, he is definitely a very big part of our throwback tonight. And uh, without further ado, partner, let's uh, take it away. Let's take it away. And now, here is your throwback of the week, sponsored by the Shining Wizards Network and Rant EM Radio. All right, Big Copper. So, August 10th, 1996. From beautiful Sturgis, South Dakota, the the Black Mountains they call them. Something Black like that. Mountains, uh, Black Hills, Black Hills. I'm sorry. At the motorcycle rally every year, they've been doing this like the last fifty years. Yep. It's WCW's Hog Wild. Don't call it Hog Wild because it's they got sued by Harley Davidson. So it was Road Wild after yeah. that, right? So it's only <laughs> the first one. Just the first one. Yeah. Um, five thousand in attendance. Uh, I want to say that's. Accurate, 
Yeah, at least free, around the ring. For a crowd that fucking... How many times did Shivani go, there's 250,000 bikers here? But meanwhile, there's 5,000 around the fucking ring. Yeah. <clears throat> um... So your 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 your, your uh, commentating team is is uh, Tony Scavone, uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and the American Dream, Death the Road, if you will. Tony Schiavone uh, sporting some fake ink on his forearm. Everybody's dressed up for the occasion except for Bobby. Bobby has like a uh, he's like a, a, a he's like a classy biker. Yeah. He's one. Of, he's he's like a Westchester banker who buys like a BMW bike yep. and goes fucking, goes cruising. Goes cruising. Everybody else had the fucking the gimmicks on, right? WCW went as far as selling denim jackets yes. for the for the event. If you had ninety bucks to spare, uh, you can get yours. You I, d- I would, I would see, I would get one and put it on my motorcycle right now. I would, I would, I would rock it out. But you know, like, and it's funny, Dusty with his cut off jeans. Dusty, Dusty was always and the boots. You yeah. know, those are the same boots that he used to walk around naked in. There's no doubt. I he had one one pair of cowboy boots. Bro, he's the American dream. He could pull that. He could Do pull that off. Fuck, he wants. That's baby. right. The American dream. Dusty Road, if you will. Um, all right. So I actually have, I got some. I, I have the 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 lead up for them that night. Yeah, I have the Saturday night taping. Yeah, because they because they actually did like almost like an old school. It was a Saturday pay per view. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Was it like an old school like what what Raw would do in the in the Attitude Era with Sunday Night Heat? Yeah. So Public Enemy beat uh, Rough and Ready. Dick Slater, Mike Enos. Yeah. Conan defeated Chavito. Uh, Nasty Boys beat High Voltage. Thank God. <laughs> Fucking terrible. Alex Wright beat Bobby Eaton in thirty seconds. Rest in peace, Bobby. Oh, Bobby. They kept Bobby till two thousand, by the way. Yeah, yeah, beautiful thing. Yeah, no pun intended. No pun intended. Actually. The dungeon was it. Look at you with the fucking puns. <laughs> Took you long enough, your your hump. Um, Squire Dave Taylor beat Mister JL. You know him better as Jerry Lynn. The Dungeon of Doom. Kevin Sullivan, Ming, and Barbarian beat Joe Gomez and Jim Powers and Mark Starr. <laughs> DDP beat Renegade, and then then Renegade gets a fucking rematch yeah. on um on Nitro, which is awful. Um. Let's see. On Anderson beats you, Morris. Good for him. Ray Ray beats Ultimo Dragon. Oh, oh, that that was, that that's was, the opening yeah. match. I'm sorry. The opening match for the Cruiserweight Championship. Ray Mysterio Jr. Mike Tanay joins the uh, yeah. the commentary team for this against the Ultimo Dragon. He didn't already sounds like he's half in the bag. Like he's definitely he's like I got to be over here in South Dakota. He goes at least I'm gonna have my fucking martinis or whatever you know whatever he's drinking. But he really he sounded half in the bag. As the night started, but, uh, you know, this is, uh, the crowd definitely does not know who the fuck both these guys are. I don't think the crowd knows who anybody is except for Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um, but it's, and Jay, Jay put, Jay kind of put a spin on this on, um, in pre-production. He mentioned, Jay mentioned that obviously this is a free show for the, for the crowd, um, but you couldn't get better advertising because they did a few more after this and it was successful. Well, that's what, you know, and that's like the funny thing is like, why would WCW put on a free show type thing? And I was listening to, I think it was, it was definitely Bischoff. I think it was Bischoff talking, saying it on, on YouTube somewhere. Because Bischoff has a spot in Wyoming, so he does this whole, he did this whole time. Yeah, so he, uh, he, he was doing that and he, you know, he was saying, he goes, you know, why would you put on a free show? But it's like, yeah, but you, you, you can garner more advertisement you know uh think of how many people are there how many eyes are there and all these other companies all these beer companies and and uh and candy companies and soda and all this stuff like it, it was actually a very smart move in hindsight it's a you know it's one of those 
50-50 shots. You know, 50% is going to work, 50% it's not going to work, you know. And, uh, you know, obviously it landed on the not working. Uh, I think they ended up getting a, I forget what he said. I think it might have been Pepsi or, who, or, or Coke or somebody. Somebody actually ended up um, advertising with them. But, you know, it's, instead of making a quick dollar, you know, uh, Bischoff was looking at it as a future future thing which i think is actually pretty good and you could see the 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 seeds of what's what's happening of he's actually doing some long-term booking with some of these angles so um but this first match as wcw always does and every time we always look at one of their old ones we always say it always starts off well and it and this match did not disappoint ray mysterio looking fucking baby mask baby face mask uh, he was just a, he was 24 here or something like that. Well, he's my age. So 96, he was 94. I was, was I was 20, 94. So he was 22. Oh, 22 here. Okay. He was the same age. So he, um, and you know, like I said, the, <laughs> the crowd's chanting USA. Uh, I mean, I think they don't know, uh, Ray Mysterio's from Mexico, but that's, that's fine. Uh, but, you know, crowd is it's it's in the afternoon. God only knows they've probably been drinking since about six o'clock in the morning. Uh, revving motorcycles. There was a there was a crazy spot there. So the ring was elevated. It was like on a staging area. Ultimo Dragon takes a bump to the outside, goes all the way to the grass on yeah. the outside. Ray jumps off the top rope onto him on the floor. It had to be about ten 12 feet down, and it looked like Ray did something. Well, the ring's elevated for, yeah. for the camera. For the camera, for the fans, and the 5,000 that were in attendance. But the 250,000 that were there, though, is the important part. Um, but it looked like Ray did something to his leg, because after like he got up slow, and he definitely was not the same for the rest of the match, although you couldn't really tell. But it, 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 it looked like it to me. It looked like he slowed down immensely to yeah. me. Yeah. And uh, I think Ray had to slow down period. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's a an unauthorized segue. No, I'm joking. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it, it's, a good, it's a good segue. I'm joking. Because I was watching his follow-up matches with Dean Malenko and the rematch with, with uh, Dragon. And although those guys are amazing in their own right, Ray was on another level at that point. Yeah. I, they had to slow down for him. He was just... He was f- almost flawless, Rey Mysterio, at that point. Well, that's uh, and one thing I noticed about this match, and and I would, you know, I, I wish we had a little bit more time. I would, I would look and, but the the, the cruiserweights. This was like one of the first times you like. I don't want to say guys didn't give a hundred percent in the ring, but you know they these guys, the 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 generation before them, they're not running full full blast inside the ring like full full steam. They're you know they're they're moving across with with speed, but this was like something. This was like these were the cruiserweights. You know, Mysterio in general um, was running full steam, especially across the ropes, and like it was it was something to see, like the quickness, and then like how they were they might have been in you know the 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 first wave of this, and how everybody caught up to them, like you said, like you know everybody's got to slow down for them. The, the uh, just the chat room. Matzbach, credit card bikers. Oh, yes. Shaylin says, Dusty sleeps in his cowboy boots. He eats in his cowboy boots, and he gets funky in his cowboy boots. That's right, baby. 
Breaking news: Shinsuke King Shin, Kingsuke Nakamura Kingsuke, like has that. defeated Apollo Cruz for the IC title. You know, man, Cruz has been losing. Um, him and his fake ass Nigerian yeah, accent. Yeah, he's been losing a lot on TV, which I fucking hate that. My, yeah. But I am glad to see a little Nakamura fucking Kingsuke. Yeah, I like that. You can't, Mott Spock, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. This is true. <laughs> very, very true. You can't beat that. <laughs> sorry, Jay. Proceed. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, and then, but a- after that, so then Ray Ray gets a, uh, a hur- was it a Hurricane Rada, I believe? He gets a little yeah. Hurricane Rada mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, wins. The crowd, you know, Ray's trying to get them to rev their bikes, and the crowd wants nothing of that. Um, I did like Gene Oakland coming out. <laughs> Wearing his little cut-off denim vest and still, uh, still plugging the the hotline like like the, like the bikers are gonna go to a payphone right over there and <laughs> and call the hotline to find out what's going on. So this next match, um, you know, it's funny you you talked about the eight matches, seven eight matches that were before this, but at least the Ice Train Scott Norton match made it to the pay per view. Yeah, they they'd broken up recently. Scott Norton turned heel. Um, Teddy Long couldn't control them anymore. Yep. Uh, and rightfully so. Flash Norton didn't league of his own. Didn't belong in that tag team anyway. But you got to put somebody in some somewhere sometimes, you know. You know, you can't uh, can't always get what you want, but sometimes you get what you, you need. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, that's a, the Stones always said that. You know, but, uh, you know, quicker this match was over, the better. Uh, five and a half minutes. Five minutes, five, five minutes, five seconds. Nothing. Um, the crowd was just a fucking asleep for this. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> They they don't know who it is. Scott Norton looked good. Um, listen, I'm never gonna tell uh, Scott Norton. Hell he no. Uh, this um, this next match I loved. <laughs> I, I oh Medusa versus Bull. Yeah, and the, and the story continued. They were feuding for a while. Yeah, I, I mean, you gotta think of you gotta think of the 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 match itself was all right. Like, you yeah, know, they weren't really they didn't they weren't over the top those two, but they they, no. put, they know each other they know each other well. They had great matches. They without a doubt, but the idea of first off, I mean Medusa on the bike is just fucking awesome. Um but Oh I, yeah, I liked I liked with Sonny Ono the 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 inventor of the selfie as we always say. The self-professed uh, inventor of the selfie, that's right. He uh came out with Bull Nakano, but I love the fact that he came out on a Honda motorcycle, which is oh, fucking he, just it's he, genius. But he infuriated the crowd. Yes, genius. Yes, yes. You know, and uh you know, like I said, the match the match was what it was and um you know, as they're going for it, like it was only it, the match was. It took. It almost seemed like it took longer for Medusa to break the fucking bike as than it was for the match. But uh, you know, Medusa hits a German suplex for two, but then Nakano hits one and and gets and gets Medusa down for three. Uh, after the match, um, you know, but Sonny Ono grabs uh, the sledgehammer and, and but uh, as that happens, but Medusa gets the gets the uh, sledgehammer from. From him, and then takes takes out the the Honda bike, which it just for some reason it looked like the the sledge you know the sledgehammer was far too heavy for Medusa. Like she had trouble swinging the fucking thing. She didn't have trouble breaking that bike up though. I mean, oh, it, I it took a little longer because she had trouble handling that hammer. Yeah. But yeah, but man, she looked she looked good too. She's definitely all the way live Do- all night. Oh, it's either her or Miss Elizabeth. You should have told me that before. I f- you should, is she, she's really that all the way live though. She was all the way live. Are you sure? Uh, it's Medusa. All right, I gotta play it. I mean, only for the fact of that she's still alive today. 
Otherwise, it'd be Miss Elizabeth, but but Medusa. I always had a thing for Medusa. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so uh, what was the next match? It was. Oh, ben- your next match was the match of the night. Yeah, definitely. It was definitely the match of Chris the night. Chris Benoit with Woman and Mr. What about All the Way Live? Fucking Nancy was gorgeous. Nancy's gorgeous, man. Yeah, I've looked, seen her up close. She she looked great here. And Elizabeth looked fucking Miss Elizabeth smoking. Great. She even though she didn't have kids, she had that soccer mom milf look to her. Oh, she was. You just want to fucking bend her. Never mind. Never, never, and, never mind. Yep. But they're both all the way live. Yes. All uh, this this yeah against the man of a thousand holds who shares a birthday with you, with you with yours truly. Yeah. The impact player, Mr. Philly Rea, uh, Dean Malenko, the man of a thousand holds. Yep. Dino Machino. Dino Machino. Uh, d- this match almost went almost 27 minutes. What a match. Great match. Um, Former tag team champions in ECW, by the way. Yeah. Part uh, of the triple threat, the original triple threat. It's it, it's a great match, but man, I'm sorry, but the, the crowd, the crowd did not care. Crowding what care. a shame, Jay. No, let's. We, we, you have to, and I, I'm glad. This is like the second or third time we're saying this, but you have to realize too. They don't know nothing about yeah. wrestling. They don't. They, these people are not. They don't care. They're there for the rally. This, this has already been established. WCW just got there a day before us at the ring up for them. You know what I'm saying? But it's like yeah. this, this is this is something for them to do in between getting together and you know what I'm saying with their old ladies. And by the way, speaking of old ladies. There were some ladies in that audience Woo. that needed to fucking put more clothes on, yeah, or keep less, keep more clothes off, yeah. But there were some ladies who didn't belong in some of those outfits. I'm just putting that out there. Oh yeah. And even though I like me a bigger girl, but just that's just you know, there's a way to, to, to dress, and they weren't dressing right. But call that, them the biker babes. Biker babes. They were fucking. And one chick, she had three teeth, and she was revving that bike. Every, she just every time the camera was on her, she went. Vroom, vroom. She, had like, <laughs> she was like four foot two, and she had she had three teeth. But God bless her, she was on that that, that big yep. hog. Sorry, go ahead. By the way, go ahead. But, Sorry. Yeah, they, they, I mean, it's just it's it was such a, it was such a good match. Um, the crowd did come alive um, for the first time limit when they restarted it. The crowd did come alive for that one. The second, the second time, I do like the idea of that. That time limits are good in matches. Let's call it what it is. There's time limits in all sports. Time limits should be should be a part of wrestling. It does make sense. You know, but you know, the crowd the crowd loved it. The second time around, didn't 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 do anything. Uh, Benoit applies the figure four, and and then like I said, that that's when the time ran out. And uh, after that, they got it. That's when they got the second time, uh, second overtime, I guess you could say, second sudden death. I don't fucking know, you know. And uh, after that, Malenko locks on the Texas Cloverleaf, and. Uh, you know, it was uh, it was uh, to to me, it was a great match. Shaylin's asking Jay, who's better looking, Medusa or Major Guns? Ooh, Medusa all day. Yeah, all day. Jay Jay just wants to be part of that fucking Oreo cookie, though. <clears throat> yeah, he he wants to be part of that uh, of that of that all the way live sandwich. Oh, Medu- Medusa is where it's at. But I'm just saying, I understand why why uh, <laughs> why Major Guns was the thing. He wants to be the lettuce in that sandwich. Um, <laughs> but that, like you said, to me, you know. The story you're trying to tell is good, you know. Overtime, all this stuff that makes sense. Uh just not the right crowd for it, you know. You know, if, if if you think about it. But this this was a great match, so. Um, which leads way for the for the next match, uh, Harlem Heat, the tag champs. 
coming out yeah. against the Steiner brothers. Well, well, well. Colonel yeah. Rob Parker and Sensational, the queen. Sister, Sister Sherry. Sister Sherry, the original queen. Uh... All the way alive. Yeah. Sherry's all the way alive. Jay already established. I think I've seen her on a motorcycle, too. My man, dad. Yeah. She could ride me like I a... I bet you she really enjoyed riding She could ride me like a used Buick. <laughs> Hey-o. <laughs> um, against the Rick and Scott, Scott Steiner for the WCW Tag Team Championship. Um, the Steiners always had good matches with Harlem Heat. Yeah. Um, Harlem Heat was on... No, no pun intended, actually, but they yeah. were on fire at this point. Yeah. Um... Clearly, uh, battle lines are being drawn and being set up for future stories because you have a lot of tag teams in the hunt for the title. Now the yeah. outsiders are there, and this is before the NWO started taking claim to everything. Before they started adding nine thousand people to their to their to their uh, yeah. to their crew, you know. But uh, Rick and Scott Scott Steiner didn't ne- really didn't lose a step at all. Um, they were always solid. Booker T, Stevie Ray, one of my favorite teams as well. Two of my favorite tag teams of all time. Um, I was looking forward to this, yeah. and it was a good probably. You know, this was the the meat in between this pay per view sandwich. Yeah, these these were the two best matches on the card. Um, the next match after that was good, but I mean, we'll get into that in a few minutes, a few seconds. But this was really, really. Good. I enjoyed this match. I enjoyed this match too. Um, you know, the Steiner brothers. If you look at them, um. Well, one, Scott Steiner is pretty much the epitome of a, of a professional wrestler. If you think of what a professional wrestler looks like, I always say it's the Road Warriors, but they're not on this card. Once again, you can look at the Steiner brothers and go, oh, those are the good guys. And, you know, Scott is just, just tremendous looking at this point. <laughs> Shaylin says, "I still, Jay, I still think great value Pamela Anderson is ugly." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry, guys. She's she's probably selling her stuff on Twitter now. <coughs> poor uh, Major Ty- Tylene, yeah, poor Tylene Buck. Um, <laughs> Just this match, this match, this match went long. Um, not you know, not boring long. I I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, this was a good back to back match. Um, you know. But man, I tell you, you looked at Scott Steiner and you just go, look at him now. Like he should be in a fucking hall. Like the Steiner brothers should be in a hall of fame. And were they part of that? That um, they weren't part of that lawsuit, were they? No, 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 no. Thank God. So no. why aren't they? I mean, I guess I, 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 I think I, Scott Steiner's comments. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be the. I don't want to be like the why they're in the hall of fame. I, they do all the fans do this every year, but they, you're right. They should be acknowledged a little more. Yeah, they they, they not that the history doesn't forget them, but no, they did a lot, man. But you know? these, these guys were so good, and, um, you know, like, seeing it here, then, you know, Harlem Heat just, you know, you know, you, you hear the horror stories, and, you know, it's, it's, it's just a shame, you know, uh, hearing that stuff. I remember I was listening to Stevie Ray, and, you know, there was a lot of names, you know, being thrown towards them, and that shouldn't be, and, you know, and, and, and there's no place for that. But once again, you know, uh, these aren't wrestling fans, so they're not looking at it. I'm not saying that they think it's a it's a real thing, but you know, so the the less said about it, but I, I you know, I, you, you, there's no place for that in 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 pro wrestling, if you ask me my opinion. So, well, we are uh, asking your opinion. You're yeah, po- you're, 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 you you co-host the podcast, but, but it's funny they but there was massive heat when Harlem Heat won. You know, which, oh yeah, yeah, which is what they wanted. You yeah, know? which is what they wanted. You know, so they 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 got it, but. I I don't think they threw garbage because <laughs> because of uh, 
they they were upset that uh, the Steiner brothers lost, which is you know which is a shame. So, but the next match I liked on paper, you you look at this, you look at Ric Flair against Eddie Guerrero, and you just go, oh, this is this is going to be something, and um, you know this this match uh, didn't disappoint. I wish I wish you know they got they got a little time, you know they didn't get no Benoit Malenko time. You know, but uh, it's weird to see uh, Nature Boy in uh, not holding a world title. <laughs> He's forty-seven years old at this point. <laughs> okay, let's let's all right. Let's set the picture. It, he, he had just beaten, I believe, Conan for the U.S. title. Okay, and Conan was still Triple A champion, by the way. Yeah, turning heel because he was angry that he lost to Ric Flair, and rightfully so. Yeah, Ric Flair is forty-seven years old. I'm not saying Ric Flair couldn't go. But when you think about age and where they were going at the time, it was just them holding on to certain things. And it was like, all right, they had to keep Flair in the picture because of the storyline now with the NWO and whatever, whatever. He's still – and now they they're for, they formed the Horsemen again. And they're actually going to revi- revamp that with Malenko in a couple – another half a year or two, whatever mm-hmm. it was. But you're like, okay, it's 47-year-old Ric Flair defending the United States Heavyweight Championship against a future main eventer. Yes. Eddie Guerrero, and Eddie Guerrero was about two years into really establishing himself as a main player. Um, 94, Mexico, the whole thing with our bar, and then he moved on, he moved on from Mexico, and then he started doing stuff with uh, with WCW, oh, ECW, I was there for the, the, one, the one of three matches he had with Dean Malenko, I was at one of them, it was fucking brilliant, and... It was the showcase in ECW that brought him to WCW. They started, you know, bur- purging fucking you know, when they started purging Eric Bischoff at one point mm-hmm. before they got really big. Um, this made sense to give they they knew they had something with Eddie, and I'm glad they did. This was the perf. This was the right time, right place for Eddie Guerrero. If that makes any sense to you, yeah, okay. So it could have been anybody with the U.S. Championship. It just happened to be Ric Flair, who, again, had to slow down a little bit for Eddie Guerrero. Because Eddie Guerrero technically still is considered a cruiserweight. Yeah. Um, but this match wasn't bad. And you know what? The fact that they went almost 15 minutes uh, is a credit to, to Eddie. Because Flair really didn't have to carry. I mean, he didn't have to carry Flair, but, like, it's fucking Ric Flair. You know, it's like, oh, my, you know. You, you 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 go and you go and you go and you go. You're fighting all these cruiserweights. You're fighting all these fast-paced matches, tag team matches, uh, trios matches in Mexico, and all of a sudden, you get the 13 time at the, t- at, the p- at that time, the 13 time heavyweight champion of the world, the greatest performer of our time, mm-hmm. hands down, is Ric Flair, right? But this match was really really good. On now on paper, you're saying what? No. On paper, was it you thought? It was, I, on paper, I thought it was going to be better in a sense. Okay, okay. But once again, like you said, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of factors. You know, it was one of their first times in the ring together, um, and we all know Flair at this point can wrestle a mop and make it look good, even at 47. Yes, um, he was my age. Guerrero was good. What the fuck is Seth Rollins wearing? I don't know, but it's fucking awesome. Looks like his mom's fucking uh, curtains. curtains from the 70s. Um, Guerrero, Sorry, Guerrero at this point, um, was just as good as, you know, I, I take that back. 
Guerrero only got better. He was like wine. He got better with age. Yeah, this was um, this was his time he to was shine. Still, he was still on his way up. Um, but it was still good to see. It would it, it does lead you to think like, oh man, if it was like oh four Guerrero against ninety ninety six flag, God, but this, be just so. But it need good. it needed this though. Yeah, like. it needed. Oh yeah. Well, WCW as a whole needed the top of the card to to mesh with the bottom. That that's you know that's that's a whole other podcast that kind it's of true. You see, you're right. You're right. Because with the matches that could have been and what you could have done to 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 fix everything, that's where the problem kind of lied. But you know something like that, and you know to see obviously the only one that was still alive in that ring was fucking Flair. Which if you look at everybody that's in that Miss Elizabeth, Nancy, you know Guerrero, you know like that's that's somebody you got to see. You know, Nature Boy's still alive at, what is he, 75, 74? Uh, Who's almost going to sign with AEW, apparently. It's almost a lock, they're saying, because he's friends with Tony Khan. Yeah, yeah. he's friends with, friends with Jim Ross, actually. Yeah, and uh, but I, I, I love the match. You know, like I said, to me, I just, I just I, maybe I expected more. Maybe my expectations were, were that thing. But once again, the crowd, you know. You, you, can, you have to take the crowd out of it. Yeah, but the crowd, it would have been better with a better crowd, you mean? I, yes, that's okay, what I mean. Okay, uh, I get your point. I get your point. That's what I mean, maybe. But, I gotcha, you know. I gotcha, I gotcha. But, uh, you know, like I said, to me, you know, still champion Ric Flair. Uh, you know, he looks good with a belt. That man does need a belt, but it's just weird that it's not the big gold sometimes. You see him with a different belt. It's true. It's true. So, it's true. The, Very true. The next match, uh, Lex Luger and Sting against the outside is fresh. And that's the thing about this now. So you got to remember that this is fresh. This right after Bash of the Beach, WCW is just is just starting to rev its engine, and it is it's getting there in the sense of they. I don't think they. We we were just watching before <laughs> Phil was watching Nitro from a, a week after. What I did was I watched the Nitro before the pay per view, then I watched the pay per view, and then I watched. The Nitro after, and then the Clash of the Champions that yes, same week, and then the Nitro after that. So we got here, and the long-term storytelling that they were going to start telling is, I wonder how much Bischoff actually knew. Um, obviously, Hogan at Bash at the Beach was the third man. We all knew that coming into this. Um, the outside is, the line is still blurry if... Obviously, there was a lawsuit behind behind the scenes. WWF was si- uh, suing WCW for, you know, saying that they were using their characters, but in the sense of that Scott Hall was portraying Razor Ramon. He wasn't portraying Razor Ramon, but he also wasn't not portraying Razor Ramon, if that makes sense. And so they're still fresh off that. Um, but now you can kind of see that they're, you know... Different than Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. They're not those same characters. But the realness, and that's what's really changing from this, is is there's no more cartoon storylines. There's actually real, almost real characters in a sense. And Lex Luger and Black Hair Sting, who Phil does not like at all. Which I think is, I think that's crazy. Uh, I, I, yeah. That's... I like Brunette Sting. Okay. And, uh... Sting, and especially on this this uh, outfit, was looking all kinds of colorful. And 
But, uh, you know, Lex Luger, kind of kind of cartoony. Sting, definitely cartoony. But you had the real characters that were Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Yeah. You know, and this was definitely a sign of things to come. Um, You know, there's a lot of money inside this ring. <laughs> you know, like the idea of that they're running this show, you know, essentially not, not charging money at the gate. Like how much money it took to 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 run this show is just is just crazy, and you know there's a lot of money standing in this ring. There's probably got to be per per match. There's probably got to be a quarter of a million dollars standing in this ring. Well, I don't know what Luga was getting paid, but because Luga Luga actually came back in in '95 as a favor. Yeah, but I can tell you right now, you're with Sting between Sting and the Outsiders. Yeah. Some fucking serious coin in that ring. I, I I have to agree with you there. That could be our new thing. Now we just we got to guess to see how much is in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, but uh, you know, it was a back and forth match. But the, the outside is going to win. They, listen, these heels are coming in. They came in super hot. Um, you know, it was kind of, you know, especially in front of the crowd. The crowd's getting really drunk at this point, really restless. So like, it kind of takes it out of it. But you know. It just it it didn't have a lot of fire, like you said, like like the Malenko, Benoit match, even you know even the match before it, Flair and and and, and Guerrero, it just seemed like it was like lacking something. I don't want to say it was on cruise control, but mm, that's kind of the feeling I got. Well, at least what you had between this NWO storyline and you had basically the main faces at a company now, which is, I mean face wrestles I should say. Is Sting and Lex Luger. Yep. The storyline was Savage was injured, um, but he's fucking red hot as a face with the whole Slim Jim thing starting out and all that nonsense. If we'd had Savage in the ring, we'd had some serious coin and Hogan. Yes. I mean, because they paid him a gazillion dollars to come in, right? Oh yeah. But this was, I think, and I Jay, I couldn't even, I can't even like disagree with you. This is perfectly done. Fourteen and a half minutes, and Hall Nash did exactly what they were supposed to do. Continue the story. I don't want to say for three more years, but <laughs> <laughs> but they did. Who would have known? Right, but if but it just again, it's it's this is where you were as a fan. No matter how old we were, right? I was coming home from work, waiting for you know you were waiting for this to come on. You yeah. you, you were you were watching Raw, recording Nitro. Mm-hmm. At that point, I was that's what I was doing. And you would wait until 11 o'clock, and fucking every night you're watching, and you, you, I'm on the phone with Kevin Castle booking shows for my band. Yeah. And, like, you're on the phone, and you and you and whatever you're doing is you have Raw and and, and, and and Nitro. It was it was the beginning of something beautiful, you know, and it was something that you, it was, it was a necessary evil. Like, when I, when I got the, when I got the belt for my birthday, and... No, she she didn't know I was. I'm not a Hogan fan, but it's yeah. it's Hulk Hogan, you know, and it's Hollywood. It's 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 what everybody knows. And like, I got this belt, and I'm and I'm looking at it, and I'm stunned because I I know how much money she paid for it, and I'm like, I can't believe I have Hulk Hogan's autograph on a fucking on the NWO title, yep. right? And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, the significance of the title and the time, you know, Hogan for what he did will be remembered as one of the greatest things to happen in sports entertainment. You know, it was like the, the fans are getting stale. Yeah. The the, the industry was in, in, a, in a rut, and a change was necessary. And he it, it, it almost like it forced his hand. 
He had no choice. Well, I mean, he always I mean, he had creative control, so he always yeah, had a choice. He had a choice. <laughs> I think he made the right choice because he understood the business where it was going. Yeah. And he had the financial freedom and the creative freedom to do what he had obviously we're segueing into the world title match. Yeah. As he's fighting the giant, a very novice giant for the heavyweight super, championship of the world. Super novice. Super green. And it was like, okay, you know, this was a necessary evil. And I think with anything that's popular always needs a necessary evil to balance out what could the the long the longevity of whatever's going on. Whether it's a sports team making a really good trade or bad trade, whether it's a fucking uh, a Broadway show keeping its longevity mm-hmm. and you and you and you keep replacing the top stars when you can't afford them anymore and you're bringing people in like they had cats on Broadway for like fucking 40 years yeah. it wasn't the same people but it was so popular that cats kept regurgitating right it's the same thing and with, with wrestling it's like no one wants to eat their prayers anymore eat, eat, eat the vitamins say their prayers no one wants to take the no one wants to, no one wants to take the oath anymore yeah. they don't want Hulkamania no more they, they want something different and man when he snapped and switched like the heel became the, the fucking hero. The shockwave that went through. It, it forced Vince's hand. It forced Eric Bischoff to change his production style. Big time. And it changed the fucking industry. It's the second time he seen... And I uh, again, guys, I'm not a Hogan fan, but you have to give him his props. It's the second time in his career that he defined the industry. That he yeah. set the tone for the next 30 years of the industry. From 1984... To 1999, there was no one more popular than Hogan, besides Austin and The Rock. Yeah. But there was no one more popular than Hulk Hogan. Okay? There wasn't. I mean, Austin might have sold more shirts. Yeah. And he was, you know, and and, and won the ratings at one, at that, and eventually, but in the same breath, it's like, Hogan was on the cover of TV Guide and Sports Illustrated. Hogan started basically helped Vince launch his vision and then Hogan left that vision and 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 told Uncle Ted I can do it too with you. Yeah. And well and 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 you cuz you you're you're a thousand percent right where you know Hogan defined a baby face um and you know I wouldn't say he 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 defined I think he I think maybe redefine might be might be a more correct term. Like he was a good heel. Um that being said, in this match, uh Hogan was not a good heel <laughs> in this match. He was almost over the top hokey. Um you know, almost it just almost not believable uh as a heel. Like he was just he wasn't ready. Like the stuff that he did in 1983, in 1982 as a heel, he was trying here in 1996, and it's just it's not. It was not working. It ended up ultimately coming about, and Hogan was a great heel in yes. WCW. Uh, Hollywood Hogan was a great heel, but here, like you said, we're just a month removed <clears throat> from him dropping the leg on Macho Man, re- revealing he's a third man. So. You know, leeway is given to to uh, the almighty uh, Hulk Hogan, but you know it 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 does be if you look at it for what it is, you know, 
it was it was kind of it the the the, the match the whole card fell WCW's way, whereas it starts off great and it just starts gradually going downhill and just getting bad. Um, this was no different. Um, I really didn't like the stuff with, with, with the giant hulking up, you know. No, but it was... It I was, get it. Yeah. You know, but Hogan, Hulk, this was Hogan's project. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So it was like, this had Hogan's all over it. And, and, and dare to say, it worked. Oh, no, 100%. But looking at it now with with, with rose colored glasses, yeah, nope, right, um, you you know it's like oh my god, you know at the time you're like oh my god, it's, he's hulking up, and you know you 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 weren't as hip to it as you were, as you are now. It's uh you know it, yeah was it necessary? No. Did it tell a good story? Yeah, yeah, because it, it ultimately did. It did because you know the Dungeon of Doom was uh you know was Hulk Hogan's adversary you know at ninety five. They brought the giant in that awful fucking Joe Louis Serena match for Hollywood Havoc with the, with the, with the monster trucks. Um, but Sullivan was the booker, and he still was booking up until that point. Um, how do you not make the giant? You have you have a diamond in the rough now. Yeah. They could they they could still mold him, and they and they did so much with him, and I and I and by the time he got to to the E, I feel like he was still. Unpolished. Yeah, he didn't talk very well until he came to, to the E, and you know what? He kind of didn't change his look for a while, and then he got you know a little he got a little heavier. The smoking thing took he he blew up a lot. Yeah, during matches because he was smoking and he was five hundred pounds. Um, but you know he was one of those guys where it was like you you knew. Like, you knew he had a job for the rest of his life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this sure. wasn't like Greg Kali or any other fucking big doof, you know, that or Elegante. Any he, other, was, he was different. He, he was, was Right. He wasn't Ron Studd that jobbed to Chris Benoit the night before in seven yeah. foot, you know, who who could have been somebody, but they didn't do anything with them, right? But you you, you had uh, you had this, this, this giant piece of clay that you can mold, you know what I'm saying? And And kudos to Hogan, man. Fucking kudos to to that to that to that meeting that he had with him and the whole how it how it happened. Yeah. And like Paul White owes everything to Hulk Hogan. I, I don't I don't I don't think he. Uh, he I don't not, think he says anything different. No, no, he told he tells a story all the yeah. time, and it's and I mean I, the last time I heard it was on um was right when he signed with uh, AEW. He was on Busted Open. Yeah. I think he talked about it briefly. And then they did they did a they did a documentary on him right before he left. It's, I think it's still on the fucking. I think it's on the cock. Oh really? Yeah, but oh, like it's that. just you know it's you know it, again looking back at it now it was a necessary it's necessary it was necessary. Yeah. Um, but the theme like Jay said before you had the pay per view you had to even these out because it it's gonna start coming to a point now and we've done this with the with ninety nine oh one eight ninety eight ninety nine oh one yeah. where the pay per views open up amazing. And then they shit the bed with these main events. It's, it's like, un- but they sold so many because they 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 wanted to see the NWO. They yep. wanted to see what happened. They didn't care about the the curtain jerker with Rey Mysterio and fucking well, that's, and any and and, and 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 insert cruiserweight here. And that's and that's kind of my point here is that you know towards the end. So then, you know, Hogan hits hits the giant with the with the belt. He, you know, knocks him out for the win. You know, the outsiders came out, distracted the ref. So fucking Hogan wins the belt by cheating and and all this stuff. You know, nobody nobody from WCW comes out well, to contest. And I gotta tell you, 
fucking uh, kudos to Larry Zabisco because that the following the two yeah. nights later on Nitro he tore the he's like and where were these people? Yeah. Where, what, what happened to Luger and Sting? Yeah. What happened to so and so? Like he called out, and I love that they that they were able to do that in 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 that fashion. I mean, Luger and Sting actually came out and called them out that night, but it was like it was very. It was very it should have happened dis- that night. Disingenuous, yeah. right? Yeah. So like even even like even uh again Zabisco was like, Yeah, they come out now. Yeah. Where the fuck were you two nights ago when yeah. when, when the giant needed you, you know? Yeah. And it was like, okay, again, like this is good storytelling. And and for the most part, the first couple of months after the after the, the turn is is are defining moments of WCW because um, they were still signing guys from ECW. They were still bringing guys in from other places. They were, had this the working agreement with New Japan Pro Wrestling yeah. and AAA in Mexico. There was a lot of things going on, and, and then Eric Bischoff was just getting into his seat and now realizing, oh, my God, I have the hottest thing on the planet. Yeah. And it took them a couple of years to get it in, and then by the time they got in, obviously we know what happens. The inmates are on the asylum and fucking... Yeah. And then the 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 the, the turn of the AOL merger, and then the whole thing was, we don't want wrestling no more until we get AEW. But yeah, but yeah. you know, and then and then at the end of this, uh, you know, uh, Brutus Brutus Beefcake comes out and with a big cake for 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 Hogan, and you know they and you can kind of see what's gonna happen. They start laying the boots to to to. Brutus Beefcake the and, he starts, man. and he starts calling out Ric Flair saying if I do this to my best friend you know what would I do to you like it's just it's it's cheesy it's cheap heat but you know at, at this point this is how we're gonna end the 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 pay-per-view you know I don't uh you know it, it, it ends on it ends kind of flatly like like that but like you said the most one of the most iconic things that happened in WCW happened on this show and that was the the spray painting of the the big gold belt, and uh, which is what I got for my birthday. Yeah, uh, supposedly that was kind of uh, that wasn't planned. It wasn't planned. It was kind of really cold on the spot, and you know uh, that's why you got to trust your instincts sometimes because things work, and that's that is, and especially when you tell the story of the NWO, what's the, what's the first thing, first or second thing you see is you know Hulk Hogan. Spray paint in the belt. It's iconic. For for that in and of itself, it does redeem itself in in, in a sense because of the the impact that it had. But other than that, that's a fucking clunker of a main event if I've ever seen oh, one. Oh, well, because the giant was green, dude. Yeah. But overall, you know, I mean, um, you know, overall, it was it was a good... It was a good pay per view. It, like you said, started off strong and just went 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 south, not quickly but quick enough. And uh, you know, you got to give it to WCW to try new things. Um, whoever's idea it was, if it was, you know, I, I you know, they you you hear it's it's the <laughs> you hear it's the 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 vain pro- project of. Uh, Eric Bischoff, always, always got a thing for motorcycles. I, I, I don't think, I don't think it was as much as that as a lot of guys rode though. At that yeah, point. they had the great montages with. Uh, it was, it was, it was well produced. Yeah, it was. It's, it was a great, it was a great. Listen, the idea is there. It's one of those things where you just go, hey, listen, we fucking tried. 
You know, it, it, it for lack of it, and then they doubled down the following year. The the, the funny thing is that they got sued by. Uh, oh my God, Holly know, Davidson. Holly yeah. Davidson. Yeah. But who would have thought? You know, by nobody knew. Who who would have thought? Who gave a shit? I mean, it's not like it's not like they're the Cleveland Guardians and they got sued by oh. by a roller derby. I'm never calling them the Guardians, by the way. By the way, oh, that's never. amazing. Never. I'm never calling them the Guardians. It's amazing. Yeah, we're gonna come up with this name, the Guardians. It's like uh, apparently it has history in Cleveland. Shame yeah. on you, Cleveland. Oh. No Shame one, no one has access to Google. Yeah, fucking humps. It's a beautiful thing. Jesus um, Christ. But uh, well, I mean, overall, it was it was it was a good show, it, and I I liked I you know that it kind of got me excited when I, you were watching the Nitro thing here. Like it was kind of making me like was like wow you know I should really really should pick it up from this part and see you know. How it happened? Because then, like you said, we we watched Sting and Luger come out two weeks later, and uh, you know they ca- they're calling out the Horsemen, and they call out all the Horsemen. Oh yeah, and and it starts for war games for war games, and it starts the idea of like we have this problem here. We we need to fix we, it. We we don't like each other, but man, we have this other problem here. And uh, talking about the NWO and. Really, really, I really kind of enjoyed it, so I kind of want to, kind of want to see that. So, hopefully, and uh, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll throw in a nitro here and there. You know. Oh uh, no, in, this in is good. This weeks. is fun. It's nice to rediscover this stuff because, I mean, I'm 22 years old. I'm barely living at home at this point, mm-hmm. and I can just remember, like I said, being in my band and and being in two bands and playing shit and hanging out, working two jobs, and just. Loving wrestling, going to shows, and coming home on a and and program making sure my 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 someone had my cable box on a proper channel so I can tape off the fucking cable box so I could watch Nitro on a replay and it was like you, you did and this was before right before the Monday Night Wars and this was just a, it was like wow what's Stone Cold gonna do on on Raw oh my God what's Shawn Michaels gonna do what's yeah. what's Undertaker gonna do and then oh my God. Hogan Turner, what's what what who's gonna join the NWO? You know, who's coming over? Who's the the forbidden door Oh, the forbidden door there. Was like it was like it becomes a revolving door. <laughs> but that's near neither that's another podcast, right? But yeah. you, you get a you get a sense of what's about to happen. And it was beautiful, man. It was absolutely beautiful. Some of it was hokey. Like you see some of the vignettes for Glacier. When you yes. watch, and I actually played Glacier's uh, drop tonight. Shout out to Ron Singh, by the way. Yep. Um, and, but it, some of, was some of it hokey. Yeah, the Public Enemy looked terrible. They did, um, and I love Public Enemy. Did they look terrible on Nitro? Yeah, hundred percent they did. But you gotta love the faces of fear. You gotta love Dungeon of Doom. I hated Dungeon of Doom, but you gotta love the faces of fear. Yeah. You gotta love the NWO. You gotta love all these factions and all these and, and this turmoil and crooked referee conspiracies and. And, I, and you could see you the could Nick, see the, the start Nick Patrick, of that. yeah, that they they got they wound up hijacking the show, getting their own refs, getting yeah. their own announcers, their own pay per view that following January. It was done right. It was done perfectly, and that's what you do before you ruin shit. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> before you set it up on fire before, yourself, before you make a fucking before you burn it to the ground, <laughs> as uh, as Nickelback would say. Yeah. Um, Jay, anything else before we head out of here? No, nah, that's it, brother. All right, so we're gonna we, we have a so we're gonna preview SummerSlam next week because yep. SummerSlam is next week. And, um, we're gonna have a nice throwback for you. 
And I think I don't know if that anything else you show anything. Everything. I, I want to thank you tonight. Yes, thank you guys Fucking so very fantastic, much. Fantastic, man. So very very much. Um, you guys don't know the gimmicks. If my computer's not cooperating, I'm gonna shit the bed now. Here we go. See. You guys know the social media handles. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Tumblr Throwbacks. We actually sold the shirt last week. Thank you very much, Chandler. Woohoo. And um, that's pretty much it, man. You guys have a great rest of your weekend. If you're in New York, fucking st- st- stay cool. Yeah. And uh, don't be a jerk off. All right? And uh, we love you guys. Until next week, same bad time, same bad channel. <laughs> Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie.